Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 69. Nice. My name is Patrick. I'm joined by Seth. Say hi. Hi. And Steve. Say hi. Nah. I think he picked his microphone. Yeah, definitely, definitely sounded like it. It picked on my end as well. Anyway, yes, that's right. We are into the uh, critically acclaimed Nice episode, the one that we've hinted at for basically every episode before 69. And you know what sucks? The fact that we've now locked ourselves into Saturday 69. Further... That's what sucks, eh? Am I right? <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> there we go. The train was on track to uh, a sexually charged episode between friends and I've still managed to <laughs> make it uncomfortable. What have I done, fellas? What have I done? Should I put a counter for every innuendo that's in this episode? Uh, um, well, I mean... You you get mad at me for asking Future Seth to do dumb shit. So if you're gonna get mad at if Future Seth's gonna get mad at you for a change, I'm okay with that. You know what? You're right. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know what? I think one of our super fans should do it. What? And then they should and then they should count how many times we say an innuendo. Eh? Am I right, fellas? Uh. No, it I mean, matter. Sh- sure. Funny. Future Seth. Uh, I guess Future Seth speaking through uh, current current tense. Seth, uh, what 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 would your thoughts on that be? If it's less work for me, it's all right. <laughs> Only all right, he says. Cool. Um, I, I don't know how to feel about the fact that now that we've hit the episode 69, nice episode, that we have now locked ourselves in for a further, uh, like, 350-odd to get to the 420, which would be the next big uh, nice milestone. Why would that be the milestone, Pat? What happens at episode 420? Well, I mean, it's it's just it's just like a nice another it's it's another funny number, Steve. It, there's there's nothing, there, there's no deeper meaning. There's no conspiracy here. It's just it's just a ha ha funny moment to move on. But no, that's fine. Oh, uh, okay. No, I just don't think I get it. That's fine. I'm sure some sure some rule will write in. Um, don't don't worry. It, it'll be me. it'll be legalized in in Australia soon enough, and then and then you will have to get it because everyone around you will get well, it. <laughs> legalized what? Humor. Ah, rats. Nearly got gotcha. you. Not a cop, by the way. Beat your dubs. Yes. <laughs> if you are, you have to say it. <laughs> That's how it works, isn't it? As someone who's not a cop, I don't know. True. <laughs> anyway, why don't we go to run the lounge for this week? Uh, Seth, what have you been up to? I finished Woe Long and- Whoa. How, how, how Woe Long did it take you? Uh, about 30 hours. That's a pretty Woe Long time. Yeah, and because I also mentioned that uh, I was debating on starting that or starting Celeste, after I finished Royal Long, I went and started Celeste. So you've played Celeste for Celeste time, then how much time you put into Royal Long? You know, I hate you for these puns, but you're absolutely right, because Celeste <laughs> is only at about six hours. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's, that's, that's pretty funny. That's the joke right itself. Yeah. yeah, it really does. It really does. I, uh, you know, sometimes my comedic genius scares myself. Um, cool. Any, anything, else, anything else to, uh, to, to, to uh, intrigue us with, sir? Oh, uh, no, not this week. Not this week. You're, you're going you're gonna to keep the crazy genetic experiments um, in, the, in, the, in the basement for another episode or two? Understandable. Yeah, they, they need more time to cook. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, and it's still, it's still like a very disconcerting thought to, to have. Uh, anyway, cool. Um, Steve, what have you been up to? Uh, it's me, uh, Chris Pratt. Um, I saw the Mario movie last week. I'll, look, I'll be honest with you, fellas. It is a movie. I know. I know. We're shocked. I know. We're shocked. I know. Some <laughs> breathe, of us were expecting. Breathe. Is everyone breathing? <laughs> some no. of us were expecting a Switch game. Some of us were expecting a packet of chips. But I'm telling you, it is a movie. All right, um, Steve. Steve. Uh, just little little hint for future. I'm sitting down. All right, you can't just hit me with that. 
Yeah, I know. But no, that's why I didn't bother saying, telling you to sit down because you are. But maybe I should have told the listeners at home to sit down. But, well, hopefully they haven't fainted by now and just let it play. Uh, but maybe but, if they did. And, if, if, and, if, if, and if, you've come over to, if you've come over to render assistance to a, yeah, a fast travel lounge fuck, that's falling over. It. He's, um, that's exactly what I was going to say. But no, well, yeah, well you well, like and subscribe, yeah. fast travel lounge. Yeah, we're on the wavelength. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, um, I saw the Mario movie. And I've also been dabbling into Loop Hero a little bit. Hopefully I don't spend too much time talking about Loop Hero. I'll just keep saying the same thing every two minutes to complete the loop because that's funny. Is, is it? Over. I, okay. Over. Is this like walkie joggy so I have to say over when I'm finished talking? Can that be the bit for this week? No. Over? Jesus, no. No what? No what? I'm over this already. Damn, I just fucking did. Uh, okay. Um, and what have I been up to this week? I, uh, funnily enough, have have not played uh, much more Celeste than last week, but I did pick up Vampire Survivors, and boy howdy, has that has has that taken up a, a few a few hours of my time this week? Uh, and also got to listening to um, Daughter's Stereo Mind Game, the album of the week that I hinted at last week. And oh yeah, I also listened to that. I I I will be I will be giving my thoughts, but. That, that is what we have to look forward to in this, the nicest of episodes. So why don't we start with the, the album, hearkening back to the days when we had a, a regular album of the week. Wait, oh, hang on, I'm hang sorry. On. I, I, just need, I just need to yell out right now. I got the fucking word on Wordle. That's a stupid word. <laughs> I was wondering why you've been so it. quiet. Holy shit. <laughs> it's such a stupid word today. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. So for anybody listening at home, the word was kayak. K-A-Y-A-K. Wait, wait, wait. Fucking Steve. two K's and Steve. two A's. Uh, guys, guys, what if someone is doing that Wordle right now listening to this? We just spoiled it for them. Yeah, is it going to come out today? I don't know. You want to edit it? I, no. That's what, that's <laughs> what, that's what I'm saying. out today. Yeah. Do you want to edit it? No. God, no. All right, then. Well, then it's I'm, coming I'm, out. I'm, I'm, I'm out. The, uh, the, the pretty face behind the audio-only podcast. Mm, Why would I also need to edit it? We have Seth for that. Actually, sell it. Let's go on to album of the week before I lose my funny joke. Um, you waited s- until episode 69 to talk about daughter, eh? <laughs> the fact that you started that with my funny joke and then that's the opener. I am so <laughs> scared for where this goes, but yeah, I did. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Just Patrick, did you by chance were you listening to this in the laundry? What? <laughs> I, guess, I, 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 heard, I heard Sir Patrick's stammer, so I know he got it. <laughs> How's the kayak, Seth? Oh, like a step daughter daughter joke. Oh, I get it. Yeah, that's funny. I reckon. You know what? I get the feeling my joke bombed. Let's uh, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, almost bombed as hard as buddy Seth's Weddle streak. Um, yeah, Stereo Mind Game. It came. I don't out. have a streak. They keep cancelling it on me. It, do- uh, it does not tweet, save eh? my streak. So every every time I reload the Wordle, it just resets it like I've never played before. Well, you found your tweets. That's why they cancelled. You probably haven't played Wordle in like 40 years. Of course, it resets your streak. You have to be playing consistently. I stopped playing Wordle idiot. because it started resetting my streak every day. Yeah, well, you should have made an account with the New York Times. It's time to New York Times. Account. That's what they should have said. Yeah, well, then fuck your streak then. You know what? Your streak in the New York Times should 69. That'd be nice. Man, I, I can't know. believe we're sitting here defending corporations. How, how low did we go? All I wanted to do was talk about the album that I really liked. <laughs> <laughs> how did we get here, guys? <laughs> Now you know how I feel. (laughs) I'm the host. It's not supposed to happen to me. I'm better than you. Fuck. Yeah, that's debatable. Oh, really? Do we want to go down this road, Patrick? Not again. No, no, no. We're going to move on. Um, uh, So, Stereo Mind Game. 
an album uh, that was released by daughter. Not no no relation, blood or otherwise, to me. Oh, so a stepdaughter. No, no, no relate. So let, let, yeah, me, let me let me just roll through that again. No relation to me, blood or otherwise. I don't know which part of this is is you trying to turn it into a sex thing, but anyway, <laughs> the um, episode sixty nine. That's the part. Love that here, here you are saying, hey, should I put an innuendo counter on? Thinking it'd be for Steve. Little did you know, huh? The call was coming from inside oh, no, Chef's mind. I knew. So, uh, overall thoughts on the album. I really, really enjoyed it. It's been about six years, which is a crazy amount of time because I, I don't think 2017 was six years ago from when they released their last album, which was the soundtrack to Life is Strange Before the Storm, which I also thoroughly enjoyed. I won't lie and say that I enjoyed every track on the album, but overall, the album itself I thought was very good. I am actually. I want to get. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. It's not necessarily whether or not you've listened to the album, but I didn't like it. Okay, well, we'll get to that. I listened Fuck to it you. last week. I listened to it this like today. But Look, an, it's, an it's album, not for me. This isn't about you, Steve. Um, yeah, and and We're album it about that. <laughs> An album that, that releases a, a handful of singles before the album itself comes out. I've, I have, more often than not, I, I, because it's the first music released by an artist that I like, will listen to those few singles a lot. And they did that again with Stereo Mind Game. And what was uh, both surprising and not surprising was that some of my favorite songs on the album were the ones that they released as singles beforehand. But I'm still not, I'm, I'm not bored. Normally, normally when I'm going through and listening to an album, and it's all the singles that they've already released. I'll find myself not, uh, like either skipping it or like just wanting to listen to the parts that, that I don't know as well. But haven't had to do that with this album. But yeah, thought that was kind of interesting. But the, the massive highlights for me in terms of song tracks, uh, if, you, if you all um, open your notebooks to page three, I, I don't know, of, of um, the Stereo Mind Game track list. Track three, Party, probably my favorite on the album. But Dandelions and Two Rage. Also, very strong contenders. Uh, why didn't you like it, Steve? Look, it's just a bit too too tasteful for you. Got it. I see. No, it's more like when you're eating something, it doesn't really finish. Like it's a really chewy piece of meat, and you're chewing it, you're chewing it, you're chewing it, but it doesn't really go down it's like rubber. Um, but no, realistically, uh, it just sort of. And, and maybe this is me. Uh, hand on my heart, uh, my hands raised for some reason. Uh, I'm not a really big fan of this slow folk indie type of music, so it it's not for me let's be real but having said that there are sort of like i do like the life is sound soundtrack but at the same time maybe that's because it in conjunction with where it's played with life is strange it fits really well as this listening to it like i think i listened to it on a walk last week and i listened to it while i was fucking around at work like today um maybe the vibes are just off maybe i didn't get with it it just wasn't clicking with me it was too indie it was too slow there were some parts of songs where it's like the, I'm not sure if it was, maybe it was how I was listening to it on my laptop speakers, but the vocals didn't really come through clear enough. So I didn't really know what they were saying, but that just might be one half me not really paying attention and one part the speaker being shit. I'm not really sure if that's their problem. Hmm. Mm. The, the Life of Strange soundtrack is an interesting point. I don't want to dwell on this too hard, but I am in a similar boat. I also quite like the Life of Strange soundtrack, but when I, when I listen to the Life is Strange soundtrack, almost all of it is because I know where in the game it came up. Mm. And so there's the sort of, there's the link there. I don't know if someone just handed me the Life is Strange soundtrack and I listened to it and be like, oh yeah, this is amazing. 
because there's not the sort of emotional connection of like I guess the the broader context as to why that song is like good or or enjoyable to listen to. So yeah, I can kind of I can kind of I can kind of get that side of it. Yeah, daughter daughter is not for everyone. It it is very very folky indie, but I yeah the how you're listening to it is also interesting because I have a one of many. It's actually a Life is Strange two. No no no, it is just a Life is Strange mix, but it, it features songs from across the all the games that I put on like while I work. So maybe it's just the sort of music that I've grown accustomed to. Like it's, it's the sort of music that I listen to a lot of the time anyway, that it's not that much of a jump from what I would normally listen to. So I'm already more predisposed to like it. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's, you like the genre. So you're going to be listening to more stuff in that genre. So it makes sense that you would be exposed to similar stuff, which means you would automatically like it. Yeah, I think I see what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, but, so. but yeah, at, at the same time, I'm not really, and this is a, a lot of people will scream at me for this. I'm not really a big music listener. Like, a, like if there are big soundtracks do come out, or soundtracks, albums do come out, like Taylor Swift or Tovlo or like Ed Sheeran or something, I'll, like, I'll give them a listen. But I'm more of a podcast type of guy, which is ironic because I do a podcast. Wait, do you? Which one? It's called... Yeah, go on. The Joe Name Rogan it. Experience. Name it. Wait, what? The experience. Oh fuck! I just doxed myself. Um, <laughs> Hold on, I'll mark it. Thank you. <laughs> I thought you were going to drop one of your bloody carpentry ones, but no, you're just doxing yourself instead. I'm glad we bring back as a segment that Josh invented, and then that someone doxes themselves on that type of segment. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That it's, it's what he would have wanted. Yeah, what he would have wanted. Yeah, yeah. No, my podcast is um. Fast building lounge because all we do is just talk about building lounges. And yeah, just for those, that, hey, just for those hey, that Patrick, want an update can on we the table, for that? Um, it is, it is still yes. yeah. You cop. I started my podcast uh twenty four months ago. Yeah, we're up to episode seventy nine. Yeah, huh? We've done it longer than you have. Yeah, you know what? Just for that, I'm gonna send a cease and desist to us. <laughs> us as in fast travel lounge, or us as in uh, fast uh, building lounge? Yes. You know what? Oh, I like where his head's at. He can continue. <laughs> I'll send it to that guy's wife. You know what? I don't like this anymore. We're, we're, sending, <laughs> we're sending the cease and desist to him now. No, no, no. Yeah, we're sending it specifically to Steve. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean. Des- how about you cease and desist these nuts? <laughs> I got him. <laughs> Nobody saw me because it's an audio medium, but I just dabbed. <laughs> Quick. The future set. Put an, put an image of Steve on the, on the screen right now to not only go along with the doxing, but also to show I'm dabbing. Steven, if you send me a picture of you dabbing, then I'll do that. <laughs> I'll send a picture of me dabbing out the front of my house. <laughs> with preferably, the address in view. Yeah, yeah, preferably with one of one of your hands holding up a credit card. <laughs> um, anyway, this, and a, this has a been, mirror behind me. This, this <laughs> has been a, a fairly long exploration of, of an album that should not have taken this long to, to explore. But yeah, overall, really liked it. It's, it's uh, in amongst a bunch of music by a bunch of artists, which uh, they're all releasing stuff like around now, which most of them are, it's the first music they've put out as an album, at least post COVID. So I've been really enjoying the the different mixes that that, that Spotify has been throwing up for me. The listening music thing is interesting. The one final thing I'll say, I think I brought this up when we talked about Spotify and review. Shoot, maybe not even last year, the year before, but it was either during 2020 or 2021 that based on number of hours listened to, if I, it was, it was 20% of, of my time over the year, but I don't remember if that was when I was conscious or not. But it's still kind of weird to think about that, like, if you if you 
tried to figure out what I was up to, one in five I was listening to mu- like m- music at least on Spotify. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, crazy indeed. Anyway, let's move swiftly along to Woe Long. Boom, nailed it. Mm, did you? Yes. Mm. Well, I don't know. You're the one with the Carpentry podcast. Did I nail it? Mm, that's a good one. And this is the 69 episode. Mm, did you nail it? That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All I'm saying we're, is we're Seth's, Seth's, been real, Seth's been real quiet since we started making Carpentry jokes. We're not, we're not hitting that 69 minute mark. Well, we're hitting it, but we're not staying underneath it. Hang on, let, it, let him build. Let him build. <laughs> you want know just for that? I'm going to let Steven take over the woe long bit. <laughs> uh, oh, I wasn't going to be speaking about it, but I finished it like last week. Yeah, it's all right. The, Thanks, the real Steve. final. All right, next up on the list. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Well, I just, I just wanted to have a bit of a win. Like the, like the penultimate boss is like a big dragon. Oh yeah, no. You you said in the um group chat that the real final boss is the camera, and yeah, I I completely understand what you meant. Yeah. With that, when I yeah, hear it. Yeah, it's literally like you're fighting this big thing, and like you go to lock onto it, but you can either lock onto its like neck, which is like high up, and then the camera goes down, or you can lock onto its hands which puts the camera, like, away from, like, half of its body so you can't see a fucking attack coming. It is the most ridiculous thing. And it doesn't seem to, like, track fast enough when the dragon's, like, flying around and stuff. Blue, like, to be honest, like, it didn't take me as long as I thought it would. I think it, I literally got it on my third or fourth try, which is actually pretty good for me. But I like, probably would have gotten it the first try, like, if I literally was just fucking fighting that camera. But, yeah, what do you think about it, Seth? All right, I got a bunch of notes here, so so bear with me. So, kind of overall, I think- There's a bear with you, I know, look out, a bear! Uh, <laughs> boo, <laughs> boo this man. <laughs> kind of just overall, I think the game is fine, like, it's pretty mid. It does. It's not really bad to play, It's but I'm also not getting a lot of enjoyment to play. It's one of those games where I feel like it's kind of just- going through the motions or a little bit of a chore to go through. So, and I think that's because um, I probably might've enjoyed it a little bit more than you because you sort of like, not for lack of a better word, speed run it, but like you finished it within a weekend where I was playing it for like an hour and a half, two hours a day and then putting it down. Like I was like savoring it, but it, but it is very much the similar, very game. They aren't, the enemy variety is not very good. It isn't. And I was also kind of blitzing through it because most boss fights, I'd either one shot or they'd kill me maybe twice at most, and then I'd um, one, get a really oh, good one shot. Run on is them. In, like you beat them in the first go. Yeah, you're not just attacking them once and they go down. No, 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 not not that strong. Just on the first attempt against them, I'd beat them, and so I didn't have a reason to stop. Like there wasn't a point where I'm like, okay, I'm stuck on this for a little bit. Time to call it quits and then come back to a fresh head. It's for well, I finished that level pretty well. I did everything in that time to move on to the next one. Overall, it's like the combat system's actually really fun. I kind of like the whole momentum system that they have where you do a bunch of attacks and you build up a, a blue meter or you're taking attacks and deflecting and your abilities and spells all go bring your momentum down, pushing you closer towards getting into a stagger state if an enemy hits you. I think that's kind of neat. The problem hmm. ends up being that... The martial arts abilities and the spells aren't all that useful. I use them throughout the game just to be like, well, I've got the meter to use it. I've just finished a combo. I might as well do something extra to tack on a little bit more damage at the end. 
and they do tutorialize this a little bit in like the third level, but there's this whole um uh, weakness and strength system to five elements interacting with each other. So you'll have fire beats ice, which beats earth sort of thing, and then earth will beat something else, and then so on. So I, I've forgotten all the five elements, my bad. But yeah, they kind of just go into a star pattern and the spells can be used to buff yourself or just negate enemies' attacks. So every now and then you'll run into like these mermaid creatures and they're, they're using water spells. So if you have earth spells, no, not earth spells, metal, I think. Uh, if you have the, like the spells that are strong against them, then you pop those and all their attacks suddenly do nothing. And I think the best example I can give is going into the fight with Lubu in like the middle of the game. I fucking hated that fight. I struggled so fucking much. He's very big on using fire elements. And something I noticed is that I had a spell where I threw down an ice puddle underneath me that's like an ice trap. And because I was standing on top of it, all his fireballs were dissipating just outside the reach of the um, ice puddle. So they weren't actually uh, hitting me. Fuck, that's okay. That's fucking borderline hacks, but whatever, man. Yeah, so it's really interesting how, to me how the elements interact that way in like an enemy can throw out a spell, but because you're using one or you're standing on something you set and it's just like, oh no, we're just going to erase that from hitting you. That's pretty neat, but there's not enough in the game to actually push that. I only felt like maybe it basically just Lubu and one other boss fight that use elements really well in that sort of way of like making you think about what your spell loadout is to try and negate them. I'll be straight up with you, big fella. I never fucking thought about that. Like, I'm literally like, whatever. I did not interact with the spells at all, to be honest. I wasn't going to, but one of my friends on Discord told me about it. And I was like, if it comes up, I'll mess around with it a little bit. And it was basically just Lubu and one other boss fight near the end of the game that did it. And yeah, they don't push it as hard as they should. I feel like the only like really, really interesting fight to do it is the final boss fight where he'll actually use multiple different spells. So you you can mess around with that fight and go with the different spell elements to try and negate all of his different stuff. But outside of that, it's just like, know what you're going up against and just stack into their weakness and then just bully them. And a lot of this mm. game's, a lot of this game's uh, uh, combat just kind of di- dials down into parry the enemy or deflect their move or use their weakness and then just bully them into a corner and they can't do anything. For something I said last week, I thought that the loot system was going to be a trap with upgrading. Turns out it's not. You're completely right about Steve. That's Steven. Because they did, the loot, they did the loot system in this game wrong. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. So, Steve was right or the developers were wrong or both? Both. I, I'm pressing X to doubt. I'm, I'm pressing. It's not just like PlayStation or Xbox. I'm pressing both X buttons to doubt. I'm double doubting right now. Hey. And you know what? what about and, and, the and the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. I've got all three. Pressing X on all of them to doubt. You could even put four with a keyboard and mouse. Isn't that what got you kicked from Overwatch? No, it was him using a controller and not a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Oh, well. Still very matter. funny. I think about that every so often. When, I have, when I'm having a bad day at work, I think about that, and then I, then I smile. <laughs> and my day gets brighter. Just Steven's suffering helps you through the day. Of course. The reason I say they did it wrong is because in other loot games, the way they work is that loots will have levels associated with them, and the higher the level, the better. 
all this has is a rarity system, and all the rarity system does is decides how many martial arts abilities a weapon's going to have and how many perks it's going to have. Did you use any of the martial arts abilities? I did, yeah. Really? I, oh, man, I could not. I just didn't fucking engage with it either. They, like, I, like I said before, it's just sort of one of those things where I didn't really use them raw. I do like a combo, and then at the end of the combo, no. I chuck one out because I have the meter. And it just tacks on a little bit extra damage. Well, well, what um, weapon did you end up maining? What type of weapon? Sorry. Um, I ended up using a spear. Oh, yeah. Same. So, did it so, have like a fire enchantment on it? Yes. I, didn't. I, probably, I, was, I was about yes. to say, I used the exact same build you did until I got to a point where the first character you meet and form a bond with, I got him to his max level. And then I just used his armor and uh, his armor and spear throughout the rest of the game because his... Uh, his costume set had an ability where if when you parried things, you'd get a massive boost to your attack power. Ah, oh, okay. Interesting. That would actually been pretty cool, actually. Yeah. But yeah, no, fire and toxic absolutely break this game in half. Oh, 100%, yeah. Fire and toxic uh, damage over time absolutely melts bosses. But yeah, so the equipment only being affected by star rating means that you can find a four-star weapon very early, start upgrading it. And you can just stick with that weapon forever. And like, like Steven said last week, because you've just got this thing that you've already been dumping material into and it, um, leveling up really well, it kind of dissuades you from trying other weapons because you switch out to something else and it's not doing as much damage as you want. And you'll probably start, if you know what you're doing <laughs> with these sort of games, you probably start putting your your levels into making that weapon type stronger. Certain weapons like spears, I think they get better if you um, level up your earth elements, while swords will be better if you level up their water elements. So by the time that I'm getting decent swords that I've already leveled up to a point where I'm doing really good with spears damage instead. But also to the game's credit, it's really easy to just go back to a hub level and change your your uh, your stat spread. So it's not too hard to respec your character, but it's also kind of a hassle of, well, I got to make a whole new build every time I want to try a different set, uh, weapon set. And that's kind of where I feel like they did it wrong because they should be, they should be uh, giving, uh, the weapons should be going in level as well as rarity to kind of push you towards trying all these different things rather than just the rarity system and the upgrade system and that's it. I I think you're kind of. I think you might be confusing this a little bit more with an action RPG like uh, Devil May Cry or something, where I think they've tried to go with like the more Dark Souls approach. Like, hey, that's what that's what I mean. This is more like Dark Souls, but it wants to be a loot game like Borderlands as well. Yeah, that's true. It, it does try to do both, and it does neither. Yeah, um, good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So it does a loot system wrong, and the. Dark Souls upgrade part of it isn't as uh, as thought out as it could be, so it kind of sits in the middle of being not that great at either of them. So here's here's the here's the more fun stuff I'm going to get into. So remember how I said I was having hitch, hitching issues with my game uh, last week? I have a vague recollection. After Lu Bu, like around the halfway point, they the hitching started becoming non-existent. But in the back half of the game, it's also way more prone to crashing. So in the back half of yeah. the game, 
maybe the last 10 or so hours, I had the game crash on me about five times. Right, that is more fun. Um, and also, <laughs> I found out that using a PS5 controller and using keyboard and mouse as your primary controllers makes the game more prone to having frame rate issues. What, what, what do you mean, and? Like, yeah, hang on. Yeah, yeah. what do you mean, what do you mean and? <laughs> as in either one of those. So if you're using a PS5 controller, you're prone to having frame rate issues. If you're using a keyboard and mouse on a PC port, you're prone to having frame rate issues. Okay, so just use uh, both. Okay, cool. Yeah. They cancel each other out. Then you get double your 120 frames. <laughs> True. And then you use both eyes to look at it. You know and what, you you're right, I should have of that. What you really should have done is um, use an Xbox controller. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like it. Xbox Master Race. So my friend that uh, I mentioned earlier that mentions the um the Is spell your system. In the room with us now? No, not right now. Maybe maybe I can get him on as a guest if you want. Uh no, nah, we're already full. <laughs> That's what I thought. Anyway, yeah, he mentioned to me that he because he was using a PS5 controller, he just used a um third party uh, software to trick the game into thinking he was using a PS4 controller, and that got rid of all his frame rate issues. That's so weird. Oh, fuck. That's it. That just seems like a fucking waste of time. Yeah, it's really dumb. And the last thing I'm going to bitch about, and this is like very, this doesn't matter at all. Every level of the game is very good about letting you backtrack to 100% and get everything that's in the level. And I was on my way to 100% the game just because I was breezing through it really easily. I was like, I might as well just do it all since I'm playing it now. The second last actual real level of the game Decides to be really cute about how it's going to do things, and it splits the splits the stage into two small levels. So I ended <laughs> yeah, up missing. Does, yeah. <laughs> so I missed something in that level. I don't know where it is. If it's in the first map or the second map, and that's when I decide. You know what? I don't feel like replaying this level. I'm not going to do this anymore, <laughs> and just gave up on the hundred percent there. Yeah, that's um, that's what it is. Yeah, I I really appreciated all the levels up to that point being really easy to just go run from the back to the front of it and just get everything in one go really easily. So that one level being really stupid was a bit of annoying. But yeah, overall, I think mid best describes the game for me. It's like, it, the combat's good, it controls well, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. It just, nothing in the game really hooked me. And there's a few design decisions and gameplay decisions that are a little confusing in the game itself like the upgrade system and everything and the element system but it's not bad i just wouldn't recommend buying it for more than 40 dollars that's maybe being generous all right so you you've said the magic uh 40 scale so what is that in dragon ball z the breakers that's half a dragon ball the breakers damn i guess what would you give it out of 10 <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, Steve. That's literally what ah, he just rated yeah. on. He said half a Dragon Ball Z the Breakers. And it's a, a ten. I want that to be a ten. <laughs> um, we all know Dragon Ball the Breakers is a real ten really in is. our hearts. Yeah, I've never played the game. Yeah, I I still stand by my seven. Like I didn't have any of the performance issues that you did, uh, which sounds like it'd been fucking frustrating. And it, it did have a couple of good ideas. I did enjoy my time but- with it. Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, the enemy variety is very... Yeah, it's, there's a lot of butts <laughs> with this game. It, and even maybe thinking about it, it's probably closer to a six, actually. Like, when you think really think about it and you're picking it apart, like, it wants to be this action RPG and there's so many different weapons you can use. But then if you get lucky and you get a good weapon earlier on, 
why would you bother learning anything else if you've got this good weapon? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the enemy diversity is borderline non-existent. There's like, what, probably five different I enemies? Fight, uh, I think you fight ogres and tigers in every single level. I hate tigers so much. Um, I literally, I don't know what it is. Um, that last, how they do four slashes and then they wait and they slash again. Got me every fucking time. Um, don't know what it is. Just get good. Yeah, that's what I try to do. Bring your own tiger. I just, I just Have a tiger fight. Assert dominance. Mm, Some, something mm. I really appreciate is that the more you parry the tigers or if you get a fatal strike on them, their arms get really small. <laughs> what? Oh, really? Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, because um, their arms are covered in like blood crystals sort of stuff. So if you break those blood crystals, it just reveals that tigers have really tiny arms. Huh. Interesting. Didn't even know it. Fascinating. Uh, right. Well, uh, any, any other closing, closing thoughts about Wo Long? No, I think I got it all out of my system. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. After, after Seth's feedback, I think I'll drop mine to a six, actually. Like, I enjoyed my time with it, but there is no way I'm going back to it. I mean, I think that's a big... Uh, yeah, my brother... says it all. My brother got the deluxe edition, but I don't think I'm going to go back to the DLC when those release. I'm just leaving it at the base game and that's it. Yeah, like, if I, even if the DLC was free, I wouldn't play it. Right. Well, uh, I think we've spoken about that for well long enough. Uh, why don't we have Steve talk about Whoa, long one second. of the movies of all time? Wow, it's me uh, to use the the, the um, vernacular, the quote from the movie. Yeah. So I'm not going to sp- speak too much long on this movie. The cultural appropriation, if you will. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I uh, I did enjoy this movie overall. It is one part a kids movie. It's very easy to to watch and. It does. There are a couple of funny moments. Uh, the story isn't that deep or anything. Nothing really. There's a bad guy. Got to beat bad guy. All the best. There are a lot of references in there to not only the Mario universe, but to the extended Nintendo universe. There's a couple of like soundtracks from F-Zero, I think it is. Um, I thought I'd heard it before and I ended up looking it up and I was like, oh yeah, it's from the F-Zero soundtrack. There's like a bunch of scenes that like, Oh, okay. Like, if I saw a frame of this scene, I'd literally think it was from a game. Like, oh, because I've seen, like, I've played pretty much every Mario game, and especially when it comes, like, there's a. Hopefully, this isn't a spoiler because it's literally in the trailer. There's like a kart racing section. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because, hey, hang on. Uh, they which, put Crash Team Racing in a Mario movie? It's actually. I, um, I was thinking of Sonic and All Stars <laughs> Racing Transformed. It's actually Diddy Kong Racing. Oh, that's crazy. Um, no. Yeah. Um, you know, but, with but the F Zero soundtrack <laughs> being in there, maybe it's F Zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, hang on, let him cook. Um, but, but yeah, like I, I did enjoy the movie. The cart part does feel Mod a bit Nation Races in, making a comeback in the Mario movie. I haven't thought of that game in so long, and I actually really love Mod Nation Races. You know what's crazy? Santa Monica I Studios also is. haven't thought about Mod Nation Races in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? Santa Monica Studios has given a ton of games, and they stopped thinking about yeah. them instantly. Yeah. Rest in, pl- rest in peace, PlayStation All-Stars. Yeah, just had to bring that one out of, uh, out of the old uh, depths of hell as well, huh? Yeah, no, I also really like Monash Races. Anyway, uh, I-, I think I'm out of random karting titles to shove back in- into the dumb joke, so we can probably continue. It can't be Mario Kart. <laughs> Surely not. What kart? Maybe it's Isn't Garfield that- <laughs> Racing. <laughs> Gee, you took it out of my words. Oh, no, 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 um, it's, the- it's that shitty kart racing thing that was uh, a base game for Xbox Connect. Connect was that racing? just what it was called? Is that what it's called? It was the most god-awful racing game I've ever played. The whole idea was that you, st- you, you, you steer the cart by moving your arms in different directions, but if you just stand still... Connects a joyride. <laughs> there was no joy involved, I assure you. <laughs> um, 
You're supposed to you're supposed to steer the cart by moving your arms, but if you just stand still, motionless, the the assist assistance puts you into second place regardless. Oh yeah, no way! Did you did you know that um uh, Sonic Freeriders also did that? I don't know if it actually did. I just wanted to bring up another bad Kinect <laughs> racing game. You know, I get the feeling we're talking about racing games and not Mario anymore. Wait, why are we talking about Mario? Yeah, Mario would <laughs> Mario was not cool enough to have a racing game. <laughs> anyway, um, there is a kart racing scene that does seem that kart racing scene is pretty cool. Um, with all, not only with how Wait, they, they put it, Modernation like Races, how... the PSP port into. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Little yeah, big yeah, yeah. That, was <laughs> that was gonna be my next one. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um. Yeah. That, that 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 sort of section does feel a bit forced, but it is it's in there, and it is like still pretty nice. Uh, nice. But overall, I really enjoyed um, the movie. I think I came in with low expectations, to be honest. And it because it's a nomination, or because it's a Mario movie, or I, I expected it to be a cash grab. But as uh, the person I went to see it with said, as we were walking out of the movies, there's no way Nintendo would have made a bad movie. There's no fucking way. Oh yeah, um, Nintendo not- would not allow this to be bad at all. Yeah, which really makes you think like they played it very safe. Like there is, they sort of like. Not, they didn't even ride the line of things that were different. It's like, this is a very easy movie to watch. It is, very, it is both kid-friendly and there's a little bit of adult humor in it. And there's a lot of references to us gamers that have grown up with Mario. And like for a parents who might be seeing it with their kids as well and might have a bit of knowledge about that. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, I remember seeing a lot of people pre-release like losing their minds over all the Mario's 80s TV show references that were going on with all the trailers and advertisements yeah true yeah yeah and then unfortunately and i don't really know if it's because uh i spend too much time online so i'm aware of anime um <laughs> or it's just a weird trend in media these days it is an isekai like mario and luigi do get sucked in from brooklyn into the mushroom kingdom yeah and that's that's always been the law yeah but but i didn't have to it's a new movie they could have just been general people and I don't know really why they I did can't that. believe that they saw how Pokemon Legends colon Arceus did it and were like yeah we'll do that but with like the people that made minions can't, do you reckon there'll be a lot of boomer memes with the Mario movie instead of minions now what, what do you, what, damn, what, what do <laughs> anyway, you mean you know how like there's a lot of boomer memes and they've got um like minions and it will be like it's wine o'clock or something and it's a picture of a minion doing something funny oh you yeah, I, yeah, saw, yeah, yeah I saw people <laughs> I saw people uh, speculating that that was going to happen with the Toads, that, that the Toads would be the new minions. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, I really like this movie. For what, it, for what it is, and I'm not... Look, I know Scorsese, I know you listen to this podcast. I don't want you writing fucking in. I don't want you going <laughs> onto Twitter and abusing us. But there's a difference between a movie and cinema, and this is a movie. Like, it's not a cinema. So when I give it an 8 out of 10, I'm not ranking it next to The Godfather. There's no... It, it's oh, great. We've got a movie. Pokemon scale for movies now. <laughs> well, like, I'd put it in the same tier of Marvel movies. Yeah, um, yeah, no, which I is get also it. not cinema. I get Big it. surprise. It's like, a, like it's, something you'd watch as a popcorn flick rather yeah. than being invested because it's such a moving and gripping movie. Like one, of, one of my favorite, yeah, like, one oh, of my favorite I, movies of all time is Pacific Rim. I, I make no qualms about trying <laughs> to talk about the cinematic complexity of Pacific Rim. It's a big, dumb robot fighting movie, but it's very enjoyable. It's, it, it does what it says on the tin. That's the whole point. It rims you. you, you, did, you In the Pacific. You really didn't have to go there. 
nice. <laughs> um, there you go. That's a couple more in your nose. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I reckon it's an eight. Like I walked out of the movie thing. Oh, I really enjoyed my time. Uh, and that's sort of it. Like I, I didn't go home and cry myself to sleep because there was a weird philosophical dilemma. <laughs> yeah. um, I did help. I did. However, you remember Mario's, um, Mario's when saying at the end, uh, at the end of the film and uh, Luigi is it's, it, oh fuck. I realize I'm actually just restating the end of bloody Ant-Man Quantumania, but he's, he's stuck in the, he's stuck in the I'm other realm it. and he sees one way back and he's like, do I go back or do I sacrifice myself and let, and let everyone else go back in my place? Ant-Man Quantumania is a shit film. I'm zero saying. out of 10. <laughs> really an Ant-Man movie being shit no shit. the first one was good um, fuck you yeah keep telling yourself that no the first one is actually pretty fun yep alright there you go I agree with you Scorsese these people have no taste but yeah um, uh, I guess to kind of cap off the um the topic if you're ah, like getting close Mario to Mario Odyssey reference out, I see you would you recommend people actually go and see this in cinemas if they have to if they can or do you think it'd be fine as just waiting for the home release or the stream release and then watching it then? Like, do you, do you think there's a big need to rush to a cinema to go see this? Look, I'll be honest with you, Seth. There is no need to rush to a cinema to see anything <laughs> these fucking days. You know how much my fucking ticket was? $25. Hold on, hold on, Patrick, Patrick. Holy is he allowed shit. to I'm, I'm right here. I'm seething. I'm take, so take angry. Everything's cooking around man. me. See, me and, my, uh, me and the friend that I watched it with, we got dinner before it. Um, we, we both got nice big bowls of ramen. It was like 15, 16 bucks. And it was really good. It, was one, it, was one of the, it wasn't the best ramen I've ever had, but it was really good ramen. And then uh, $25 for a movie. And to be fair, the, I hadn't been to a movie in probably like 18 months. Actually, no, I hadn't been to a movie since the Batman movie. Um, and I wish I didn't <laughs> pay for that, but I did. <laughs> and because technically I saw it with my girlfriend, I shouted her the ticket and I, I paid for it twice and I was a fucking fool for that. <laughs> So um, I thought you were really going to shot it at her in the middle of the film. I would have been like, you know what? Let him cook again. I'm okay with this. <laughs> um, but it, oh, actually, no, the funniest thing was we got into the cinema. We were like right on time. We walked in and there's like a group. We ha- had the back row, of course. Backseat um, bandits. Backseat yeah, bandits boy. We yes. Uh, and we get there and it's like, there's these four young kids, probably all under 12. They're sitting in our seats. And we're like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> um, and he's like, hey, sorry, you're sitting in our seats. And they're like, oh, well, those guys are sitting in our seats. And I'm like, we look over and they were the most, like, picture an incel and that was fucking it. <laughs> also uh, it a Smash was, player. It, there were these two guys. I can't believe they were watching one the Mario movie like, for tips on how to play Smash Brothers Ultimate. I wouldn't fucking surprise you. Like, one of them probably was, one of them just looked like a really big twig. Um, <laughs> I and don't the other know one what's the picture like, when you say that. Wait, he looked like, it's... I, there's probably like a fedora, like if you type in skinny fedora guy, you'd probably get a picture of him. And it was most, and then like his friend sort of seemed all right, um, but he had a Mario shirt on and I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Um, hold up, hold up. I just need to like, do a bit of damage we, control real quick. Um, if you're listening to this and think, but I look like a uh, large fedora wearing person, um, stop listening. Thanks for coming. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Tune back in in 10 minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. If it I was you that were sitting in the wrong seats. Tell what's behind you. Um, but yeah, so then, I, we, then we had to go over like, oh, hey, sorry, like you guys are sitting in these kids' seats and they're sitting in our seats. And they're like, oh, okay. And they literally just moved three seats over. And then someone else came in and was like, oh, hey, you guys sitting in our seats. And like, oh. And then they just, and then no joke, they got up and they left. Wait, they just walked out? Just, like they walked out of the cinema. It was they probably so didn't funny. have tickets. They were just trying to steal people's seats. 
But they look like people that would have had tickets. I don't understand. And where did they come from? Did they come from another showing of the Mario movie? And they wanted Probably to see it again. Back, and it wasn't like it was a it, it, it wasn't a packed cinema. They could have gone like and sat like in the front row or something. But like <laughs> there, there was other options. It was just it, it really wicked me out. Like it really ruined my wait, experience. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so, you're you're claiming the high ground by, by playing backseat bandits, and you're saying that y- you would that that if you were trying to sneak into a cinema that you didn't pay money for. You would go up the front and be front seat fuckwits. Well, we didn't pay for a movie, and so, what are the chances of like two people are going to be like, "Oh, you sit in my seat and you leave because you're awkward about it"? That is pretty funny. Yeah, it, it was very strange, and and yeah, like I know I've probably spoken about those people a bit longer than I did for the Mario movie, <laughs> um, but it, it really, man, it really got under my skin. I think about it all the time. Um, How long ago did it go? That was my this? takeaway of the Mario movie. Um, but yeah, to, to, to answer your question, Seth. Um, what was the question? <laughs> Should you watch it in the cinema? Oh shit! Okay, no, we have been off track <laughs> the topic for a while. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> uh, if you make an event out of it, like if you, like it, I, I, I'm a firm believer. If you go see movies by yourself, um, yeah, maybe don't. But because me and my friend, we called up, we had dinner, we had a chat, saw the movie, talked about the movie, drove him home, had more of a chat. Like we made it like an event and a catch Picked up. Picked up your own cellmates that was much by better. the front door on the way out. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, they teleported behind me, and they had a katana. But Nothing like, personnel. But if, I, if we if we had gone to the movie, gone into the movie, and then left, it would have been like, huh, eh. Like it, it doesn't do anything that you can't do at home these days. So if you really like seeing movies and you love the event of a movie, go see it. If you don't, wait for it to come to streaming, um, or just watch a cam rip if you need to see it right now. But yeah, don't, Mario don't, movie eight out of ten. Don't do that. <laughs> Please don't don't do that. Um, right, anyway, thank you. You're right, Pat. They should be making their own camera. <laughs> hey, as long as they pay the price of admission, power to them. Um, thank you for. So, how many times should people go watch a Mario movie? Then, Patrick. Uh... <laughs> Five times, but don't pay for any of the tickets. Sneak in. <laughs> Just like if those people like a... you were getting mad at. <laughs> yeah, if there's like a 16 year old um, kid at the door, just push him over. What's he gonna do? <laughs> Find you, you're watching a movie. He's not going to interrupt you. Don't push over people at the cinemas. They're, they're doing God's work. True. Right. Thank you for that, Steve. I'm going to quickly, because, <laughs> man, we are, we are so far behind the amount of shit we want to get through. Vampire Survivors. I picked it up for five bucks. Broader context, we're going to end up talking about Celeste later, probably. I mean, we can drop that until next week if you want, so we both have time to finish it and then talk about it. Possibly, but... Yeah, I guess we'll see how we go with that one. But I, I've, I've just, yeah, I don't know. I, I was expecting to get blown away by Celeste, and I just haven't been. And so when I saw Vampire Survivors, I'm in that, yeah, I'm in that same spot, by the way. Yeah, and so I see Vampire Survivors on sale for, I think, I think literally five dollars. <laughs> it was, it was under ten dollars with the DLC. I forget how much I paid for it, but bought that, downloaded it. It's like, like two hundred megabytes or so. And then you boot it and it's sort of arcadey. And me me getting into it the first time, it was like, okay, I can I can kind of see see the appeal. Very kind of simplistic, does what it says on the tin. And then as soon as I as soon as I got to I think it was about my third or fourth game in, and it was like, I can see I can see why this is so well reviewed and so popular. And I've been trying to figure out what it is, because there's nothing that it does crazily well when I think of other games that are sort of pioneers in various aspects of stuff that it does well. But it's a single stick shooter. 
And you might ask, what's a single stick shooter? It's like a twin stick shooter, but you, you literally can't aim. All you have is the controls to run around the map. And it's an endless, like, you're, you're fighting against endless waves of enemies, but there's a hard cap of 30 minutes. Uh, if, if you survive to 30 minutes, death literally comes and kills you instantly. And then, and then you get the game over screen. But it, it's like, you, you, you win. And I'm doing air quotes. You, you technically win if that, if that happens to you. And so the main gameplay loop is that you kill stuff, you get little XP orbs, and then every time you level up, you get a choice of three or four, I, I want to say like cards or options. It's kind of, kind of like, think like boons and Hades. You get, you get uh, offers and some, mm, of them, cool. some of them will be weapons. Some of them will be like gold, gold pickups are worth more. Some of them will be utility. Like it's kind of hard to say exactly what they are, but they, they are power-ups. And so each power-up can, basically every power-up can be upgraded to level eight. And the, 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 when the gameplay loop starts getting good, when you do that a few times and get a few different level, uh, get a few different, I think, weapon, let's say power-ups, a few different power-ups. Yeah, power-ups is probably a better word. I'm going to say power-ups instead of weapons. When you get a few different power-ups to, to level eight, because there's a fusion mechanic where quite a few of the power-ups can be combined with another power-up to form like a, a super power up and it completely changes how the power up works. Uh, so for example, one of the first characters that you start with, uh, his starting uh, weapon is a whip. And if you get the whip to level eight, or you pick up a power up that gives you increased max HP and get that to level eight, one of the, one of the things in the recipe has to be level eight. Then when you go and pick up a chest from defeating a boss, uh, which just happens to spawn every so often in the level, then you get an upgraded whip, which gives you lifesteal and does way more damage and hits a larger area. And so it's such a simple thing, but doing that with, so let's say you've got the upgraded whip and then there'll be another few parts that you can also upgrade and you just start getting this really nice build going together. And then you, it's, it's, it's like towards the end of Hades where you feel unstoppable because you just have this really good build going and there's a bit of luck involved and there's a few different RNG manipulations you can do. I also think that it kind of uh, it has similar smells to um, Dead Cells, where when you first play Dead Cells, every run that you do is completely vanilla, and it's all up to RNG as to like how the run goes and everything else. But then as you progress more into Dead Cells, they give you the tools to manipulate your run as you go. So I, in Vampire Survivors, now have access to uh, skipping choosing a power-up or even banishing an, uh, a power-up that I know that I will never need for that run. Uh, and therefore that manipulates the RNG into making it more likely to get something that I do want, for example. Um, and the one final thing that I want to touch on is why it's so good to keep coming back to in that uh, I think about this a lot like the original Tony Hawk Pro Skater, where uh, the levels are fun and everything because it's, it's very level-based. It's very arcadey. It feels very arcadey how Vampire Survivor feels. They, they really nailed the aesthetic. So it's level based. There's like level one through, there seems to be about 10, but not all of them are like true levels. Some of them are like bonus stagey type levels, but uh, there's about five at least kind of core, you do this for 30 minutes trying to survive type thing. But there's about 180 or so unlocks and they're in this big fuck off list on the, on the main title screen. There's like the start game button and then there's the like unlocks list. And there's something that is just like viscerally speaks to me on, uh, on my soul level, like loading into Tony Hawk Pro Skater and seeing the objective list for level one 
like the warehouse and being like, collect the letters of skate, get this much as a high score, find the secret DVD. There's no reason you need to go find the secret DVD, but just the fact that it's an objective that you can go and do and it checks it off the list makes you want to go do it. And so every unlock gives you a reward and some rewards chain together, like in order to use a particular power up, you need to survive a particular length of time with a particular character. And to unlock that character, you have to go do this thing on this other level. And it's all chaining through this unlock list. So uh, the reason I bring it up, excellent way to make me keep coming back to it because I love nothing more than mindless box ticking slash passive grinding while I play. But I know that this game has a fixed life because as soon as I run out of unlocks to get, there is no staying power other than the occasional, you know, like the occasional Hades run that you do to boot up because it's just fun. I know that there won't be anything that brings me back to this game other than the occasional run because it's, it's fun. Have I sold either of you on this game yet? I've already bought it, so you didn't need to sell me. It's on Game Pass. Um, so I, I, it did get a lot of uh, interest last year for it both being pretty cheap and both being pretty fun. And with the, the, the runs pretty tight and constrained, like you're, there's a time limit on it, I think it's probably a point in its favor. And that probably does make you want to pick it up even more, mm. if that makes sense. Yes, I agree with that. The only thing, the only thing that I really wish they had, maybe they do, I'm just too scared to try it, but there's no like save and quit mid run button. Like if I, if I quit out in Hades, I load back into that level in yeah. Hades. And the difference is obviously this is time-based, not level-based. And so they, I'm not expecting them to completely save where every enemy is on screen, but there have been moments where you're at like tw the 20 minute mark, right? And then suddenly it's like, okay, what are my chances of lasting another 10 minutes versus needing to like, jump off but not being able to save my progress so but that's can you the, pause the game yeah you can just leave it paused but yeah. I, part of part of i don't know part of me just doesn't like doing that like just leaving the game paused and just going away for a couple hours i don't know it's yeah. it's it'll blow I up the all the time. time i uh, yeah okay you're a psych i had some celeste times that are over an hour because i left to go get dinner you're wow. a psychopath um yeah i i i think i take that point but i think it's the way the game's designed is okay you've got this run you've carved out the time for it, go do it. And maybe it's one of those, if you dropped it and then picked it back up, would you be like, oh shit, I can't remember where I am. I'm getting overwhelmed. Oh, I've just been eaten. Like maybe, Most maybe likely, yeah. That, that, yeah. Like and, and that's, that wouldn't be fun. Like I can totally take your point about sort of like reloading it exactly where you were or maybe every five minutes it auto saves or something. But if you pick it up like a, even a couple of hours later, not to even mention like a, a couple of days later or something, you might forget where you are and it's like, oh shit, where am I? What am I doing? What weapon do I have? Oh, fuck, I've got eaten. Yeah, um, I, I think the, the missing piece, you're right, it would be very difficult to implement something like that. I think the missing piece is that recently have I, have I unlocked uh, a, a hurry option, which just speeds the timer up two times. So instead of a 30-minute max time, it's still a 30-minute max time, but the timer goes at twice the speed, so 15 minutes. I think having the option to have a, just a shorter time-boxed run would probably help that as well, where it's like, oh, 30 minutes, I don't know. Like, it's right on the cusp of like, could I do it for 30 minutes, could I not? But having the option of like, say, a 10-minute run, like uh, Turbo Mode and Dota 2, you don't have time to play a full Dota game, but you play Turbo, mm. at, le at least when it first yeah. came out, because eventually the Turbo games lasted the same as regular games, and it was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's a victim of its own simplicity at times, I think, is the only, is the only downside I can think of for that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one of those things that like it's probably inconvenient for you, but they've they've got a whole mentality for it. Like, there's a reason for it. 
and definitely the end result is yeah the end result is inconvenience and not i'm not gonna lie i have played this game for several hours on end so it's not like it's not like i've been reaching for times to to find my little 30 minute blocks yeah oh man i yeah this this, this game i yeah I, I definitely want to get into this game um and it's on game pass so it's really good have you uh, you said you picked up the dlc um, yes. have you played any of the dlc i think i have um as, oh, is as, it one of those things where it's like it's a an extra class or an extra map or an extra yeah, item or exactly, something? Exactly. And so, might, okay, cool. And okay. so I'm not 100% sure where base game finishes DLC, end, uh, DLC begins. I think, think it is two special maps on the stage select screen and then a bunch of unlocks. But because I had access to the, sp- the special stages early on and I saw the unlock, I was like, time to go get that unlock. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I could guess some of the stuff that was in DLC. I don't know for sure. But... I guess the good news is it doesn't feel obviously different to play DLC versus non-DLC, which I think is probably a good thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm always sort of torn when you get like those game of the year editions and it comes up, oh, you've got a new class that you can use. It's very yeah. different to how it was supposed to be played or a bunch of different things that it's like, oh, the game didn't launch with this, but now this part's easier. And it's like, well, I don't fucking want to play that easy part. I want to play the base game. Yeah, no, that, that's valid. That's valid. Um, all right, final thoughts from me. Currently, really, really enjoying it much more than Celeste. But, uh, Seth, you have it. Why haven't you played it yet? I just haven't booted it yet. That's all. That, that's wow. literally the only reason. Really hoping there'll be some much more nuanced uh, decision-making behind that, not just you're, you're a coward, but you know what? Fine. Oh, that's cool. Don't worry about it. But yeah, that's, that's all from me and how I survived vampires. But stay hey, tuned. Hey, said will, the line. I, I said the line. Roll credits. Roll credits, everybody. Um, but I'll probably end up but talking about this too. again uh, next week, which maybe I'll have finished it by then. I don't know. As far as I know, the game finishes when I, fin- when I get all the unlocks. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's an actual, like, end level or something. Who knows? Anyway, um, Vampires Survived. Uh, why don't we... Uh, you you, you want to give us a, a quick elevator pitch for for Loop Hero, Steve, or are you you're gonna you gonna cliffhanger us for that one for next for next week? Uh, I'll cliffhanger you guys. I spent more on the Mario movie getting interrupted than uh, what the time was allocated for me, and I'm realistically I'm only a couple of hours into it. Um, uh, this might surprise you all, but it's a game based on loops, so I'm happy to wait. Are you the hero? Uh, good the question. Aren't we are we all our um, own heroes? I guess more of a philosophical question. Maybe the monsters are the real heroes in their own story, but we're just main characters in our story. Wow, so way to just like the rephrase character. the entire kind of good and evil debate in, in Monsters Inc., but uh, that's cool. Yeah. Is Boo. The real bad guy was villain. Randy in that movie. Yeah. Randy. It's fucking Randy. What do you, you mean? Didn't fill in your paperwork, Wazowski. That's, that's not shockingly Randy. good. Im- that, yeah, that's not Randy, but that's a shockingly good impression of, of that character. <laughs> uh, Barbara, I think her name is. Bob. She sounds like a Barbara. Sounds yeah. like a Bob, definitely. But hang on, okay. hang on. Wait, 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 no, we're getting sidetracked. The real, the real villain of Monsters Inc. was capitalism and no, non-renewable the, power no, sources. The real villain was the the constant need for uh, God's creations to get energy because they produce their energy by scaring <laughs> kids. So by creating energy, you are literally sucking negative energy from somewhere else. Well, what I'm trying to say is sticks and stones is where we should all go back. I, I love, I love the. <laughs> the second man that. invented fire was the second society was should have collapsed. I, I I don't know if you did it intentionally, Steve, but the idea that canonically monsters and humans existing in the same universe, and you specifically calling out the fact that God's creatures, <laughs> monsters, requiring constant energy, uh, constant energy sources, is just 
a I, very made, funny. Uh, God made someone in his image. I'm just saying, there's a lot of weird monsters out there. <laughs> like the the um, oh, shoot, I was trying to describe the. It's like the big orange fluffy one that walks around on his hands. I, I, I haven't seen that movie in like ten years. Because I have no uh, clue what his name is. Handy, <laughs> just like in um, the '69. Nice. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess we'll have to wait until next week to get more of the looping and or heroing that, that we have to look forward to from you. And so to round us out, uh, some, some Celeste chat, Seth, uh, you've, you've, been, uh, you've been doing a bit of the old uh, Celesting. I have. I have. I've done the first six worlds, so I'm about like two Jesus thirds of the way done. Further. Yeah, you're so much further than me. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> but I've been surviving vampires, so I mean, who's a real winner here? Yeah, true. I've uh, I've, I've got I'm trying to I'm trying to get um uh oh no. Oh, I had I had a bit Robert Pattinson. Damn it. Bit, bit's a bit gone, but I was trying to say I'm getting Robert Pattinson's bite marks out of my neck, but I still count myself the victor. I don't know if that's as funny now. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm up to I think I'm a couple a couple levels into world four or five, the one where they introduce like wind and ice and stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. That so far that's my least favorite level. I really do not <laughs> oh, like good. the I really do not like the wind physics in those levels. Yeah, alright. I'm I'm glad to see that yeah. I I I'd like to think that I got pushed away by Celeste more than I, more more than me just gravitating towards vampire survivors, but of the six worlds you've played, if that's your least favorite, I don't feel as bad. Yeah, no, it gets a little better in the next one, and the one after that is even better than the other two. It's like a weird dip in the middle. Hmm. Okay, so what, so what are your thoughts? So, so I guess, let, let's just recontextualize this. Go back and listen to, I guess, uh, 68 and 67. Um, neither of them are as nice, obviously, but they give uh, my thoughts as to the little bits of Celeste that I've been playing. But the one-line summary... I'm not really a fan of the control scheme. I've given a few theories as to why. I think I have a few other theories this week from, from having played it a bit more. But I, li- I like parts of the game, but it's just not, it's not rubbing me the same way that other kind of game of the year contenders or the, the games that people have raved about endlessly. The, this is in that list, but it just hasn't clicked with me. Well, what's that, what, what control scheme can it have? Can it be just a run and a jump? Like how, how complicated are we getting here? Very complicated. <laughs> There's no roof sliding, and I'm killing myself with short hops all the time. Also, wall jumping kind of sucks. Let's be real. Thank you. Wall, yes. ju- wall jumping oh. is only good if you can jump off the same wall. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... I... Oh, so it's limiting you from chasing it. Oh, sorry. Mega Man X and Super Metroid got it right oh, the first time, and every other platformer should copy the same. Super Meat Boy lets you jump off the same wall multiple Super times. Super Meat Boy and, and also N. And also which N. I, I, I still go back to as well. Yeah, I I think I think it's just that the the it's it's not so much that you can choose the level or not. It's the fact that you're when when I think about a platforming game, the platforming moveset feels natural relative to the physics of the world. Like you you playing Super Meat Boy, you jumping off a wall is similar to you jumping just on the ground, and you running on the ground is similar to what you'd expect. Kind of trying to go like your your movement speed is, is roughly the same. I guess is the the broad sp- the broad point that I'm trying to make. But then in Celeste, you when you're on the ground feel like you're the slowest like brick of an object trying yeah. to move around the world. Yes, yeah, a little but then sluggish. Everything, but then everything you do in the air 
is too snappy and too like bigger distance crossed and everything else. So you trying to jump, if you do a full hop on the ground versus you do the shortest wall jump possible, the shortest wall jump is basically the same distance, if not further. And it, it just throws me off. I feel like only Seth really gets what I'm talking about here, but. Yeah, underground, you feel pretty sluggish. In the air, it does get a bit too precise. It's like aerial movement is more free-flowing and what you'd want from a platformer. But at the same time, yeah. at the same time, it feels like what you mentioned last week of your jumps feel just a little too short in a lot of situations. I've been having that problem a lot playing this as well. Like, I swear a jump arc should be just a little higher than it is or just a little further than it is. And yeah, and and uh, hand on heart, uh, me talking about that last week specifically, it's because I only worked out after talking about it last week that you can short hop and, and full hop in this game. Oh yeah, no, you can definitely do that. But even after doing that, I still feel like some jump arcs are a little weird. There's also these, yeah. um, think it'll be in this world that you're on now. There's uh, clouds, white clouds. Yeah, and yeah, clouds are in white there. White clouds yeah. and pink clouds. For the life of me, oh, I cannot get the pink clouds to do the super bounce. Okay, I don't know if I've encountered the, the pink clouds, but even the white clouds, I, I like to think I'm normally pretty good at those sorts of momentum com uh, conservation, uh, not puzzles, but like mechanics. But even, even the clouds at times, it's like, what am what am I doing so wrong? It feels like it's <laughs> it's supreme perfect sometimes. Yeah. And in the next yeah, level, I, I, you I get know. some fun momentum puzzles that are way better than the clouds. And the wind. And Ugh. the wind. The w wind in platformers just sucks in general. Like when it's used to boost you further, that's fine. But when it's used to push impede you. to impede you, it it always sucks. It's always not fun. Yeah. Imagine, imagine being the person that, like, same energy as, oh boy, the underwater level. Oh boy, the level where there's, like, full-on wind gust to the face. Yeah, that, that's me. That, I, I can deal with underwater levels. Wind gusts to the face absolutely drive me up a wall. On the plus side, uh, um, wind gusts to the face lets you do the proper wall jump. <laughs> L2. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. That, but, but the thing is, I don't think it's right that we go to where wind is gusting in your face and you go, finally, the wall jump works how I expect yeah. it to. <laughs> little detrimental to the game's uh, uh, controls. But yeah. A little bit. I, I kind of just want to keep this a little brief on my summary. I think, yeah, understandable. I think so far, in terms of platformers, the game's just fine. It hasn't hooked me. It's not doing anything substantial. There's no, like big wow factor to it it's just kind of middle of the road in terms of yeah. theming and the story it's so far it's i i understand where it's going the next three chapters really needs to do something really special uh, um because i can see it like see why it's loved but so far i'm just kind of starting to get to the point where it's starting to ramp up the first four no first yeah, first four worlds is pretty light and it starts picking up the story and the themes and the characters in the fifth world going forward. So I'm like in the middle of it starting to pick up and by the end of it, I'm hoping that it really hooks me on that. But yeah, in like the general gameplay department, it's, it's just fine. It's, mm. it, it doesn't control as well as I think it should. Like it's a bit, it's a bit stiff. It's a bit uh, um, slow. 
there are things to alleviate that, like dash jumping and stuff to make it go faster. And there's a whole speed running timer and everything implement implemented into the game. So I'm sure that it does get better as you go, like yeah, as no, you get I, more I, used I, to just, it. Just jumping on that point for to like a split sec. I, having now played Celeste, I used to be in awe of people that would speedrun it because it looked like such a fun game to speedrun. I'm in awe of people that do speedrun Celeste because I, kind of like you, I've just, not having issues, but just like the, the idea of needing to be frame perfect on pretty much every movement mechanic, the idea of doing that in a speedrun with pretty much no margin for error would frustrate the hell out of me. I now have more respect for people that like actually enjoy speedrunning. Yeah, no, and I feel like this is a whole different game when you start speedrunning it because just doing yeah. this first leisurely playthrough, it's just fine. It's not a standout mm. platformer. It's just okay. Yeah. Any, any more final thoughts? Because then I got two quick questions to hit you with and then we, and then we, then we can move on. Theo, the, I, I almost quit out the game within 10 minutes because you talk to Theo and his last line of dialogue in the first interaction with him is yelling YOLO. YOLO had been dead for four years by the time this game came out. Get with the times, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> it's true. Um, uh, and I also had a problem where I, in the 8-bit um, levels, I missed one strawberry and realized I can't go back a stage to go get it. Yep. And then you also broke down and cried. I also broke down and cried for like a minute. <laughs> And then you realize that you that you'd thrown off your uh, gold split time because you you broke down and cried for a minute. Yeah, exactly. I it it ruined my PB record. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I completely understand what you mean by that. Kind of comes in as a pace breaker because if you if you do what I did as well, I should have I should have tested out if you can just quit out of it and then continue it in the main menu. But it feels like one of those things where once you start it, you go for the long haul until you get to the end of it. I, I thought I, I thought I told you that last week. No, did you I did. Not? You did. And then I was I was stupid and just went through it all in one go anyway. Ah, oh, okay. We, yeah, we yeah, were yeah. thinking about. It. I was like, all oh, right, I should have quit out early and just tested if this works. So did did you did you hit the the like the first summit and go ah oh, I'm now at the end now I get to do the fun double jumping for a couple levels. No, no, I I remembered that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been in for a bad time round two. I did miss it um, though. I did miss it dearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the quick questions, just because you already brought it up, uh, have you have you given up trying to get every strawberry, or is that continuing into World Six? I just get the ones I can like. If I see them, I'll get them. But I haven't been like super thorough about trying to get all of them. But I oh no no I don't I don't mean all of them. I'm saying like you're just going through a level and you see a strawberry. Do you, do you not progress until you get that strawberry? Oh yeah, no, I don't progress until I get the strawberry. Yeah, okay. I think I've got like. Most of the strawberries so far, like at least three quarters of them. So I've been doing pretty good on getting them. Oh, before we end this off as well, I want to say starting with world three, I feel like levels, well, worlds start overstaying their welcome. I feel like you hit a point where it feels like it should end and then it keeps going for like another 10 minutes or 20 minutes. And it gets a little tiring by the time you finish that world. I, I love that that is basically bar for bar my feedback about world three yeah, uh, it, last it week. It keeps continuing on. Yeah. The boss fight in world six just goes on forever. Uh-huh. Man, I, I really don't know if I'm excited to continue playing <laughs> at this point. Yeah, it's, it does not seem like a good game. Like, I, I was under the impression that this game was one of the games of all time. 
Yeah, um, same. <laughs> it, it's one of the games of all time because of its story and themes. I think when you get really into speedrunning it, it might also become one of those games of all time. But casually, you shouldn't. Speedrunning is such like a niche community. Like I, I don't think that's a point in its favor. Like, um, yeah, trying to run through it- levels fast is something you do if you enjoy it the first time through and want to push further. This first playthrough I'm having of Celeste is not pushing me to that. Need to need to shout out Neon White here. They got both no, elements boy, of that go. right. Yeah, Neon White is so perfect about it. What do you mean, oh boy, here we go. That, that, was, that was literally all the call-out was. It's that oh. uh, speedrunning is a niche community, true, and it is hard to speedrun a game when you first play through it, true. Neo did both, where they taught you basic parts of the speedrunning so that, such that it felt like you were doing the speedrunning, but to actually speedrun the levels was a level of skill way above where the game like, left you out at. Yeah, Whereas Celeste, is, Cel- Celeste like, doesn't hold your hand. It's just like, oh, you want to rebind like, super advanced controls for speedrunning strats? No. All right. Good luck, Chuckle Fuck. You're on your own. Yeah, Neon White and like, let's go other platformers. All their levels are short. Yes. Ne- Celeste. Oh my god. Yes. Celeste <laughs> is just big maps that are interconnected between screens, like a Mega Man level, but bloated out to on a lot of these runs, like thirty to sixty minute long chunks. So it's not like you can take a small chunk and get really good at running that level and then move on to the next one. This is like, you're going to have to get good at doing the entire chapter. Yeah, I don't have anything more to add. I, I will continue to play it. It sounds, the, the dip in the middle thing reminds me of how I described Life is Strange 2. So because of how much better the ending was than the middle, I, I, I am hopeful. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really so. hoping that something picks up in these last couple of chapters. And chapter nine was post-release as well. So it's... For the base game, it's like these last two chapters are really going to be important. Yeah. Uh, but cool. Yeah, nothing more from me on this. Anything more from you? No, I'm, I'm also tapped out on this. Sweet. So we will have to see if episode 70 gives us any more insight into whether Celeste is the game that everyone hypes it up as. Can't wait for Josh to listen back through this episode. And with that, we come to the end of Round the Lounge this week. Thank you very much to Seth and Steve, as always. We get to move on to round two. No worries. Two. Thank you for having us. You do this yeah, every man. week. Catch us next time. Goodbye. No. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Happy birthday, 69. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now we get to move on to part two for this week, which is, of course, the news. And starting off um, with the, the absolute just fucking gangbusters of, of, of a, new, of a um, news piece, the, uh, the New Frontiers update, Dota 2. Uh, it's changed so much shit. Whole, oh, my God. Um, I don't they, know what you're talking they, about. They talked about how there was a big patch coming, and, and boy, that this this is it. This is wow. Um, not sure if it's gonna entice me to come back. I, I finally i I got my chip for being uh, Dota sober for for over a year. I don't know if I want to um, fall back off the wagon for that one, but uh, I'm I'm at least more likely to look at the next tournament that's played because boy, I want I want to see how some of these changes go. But hold on, let me see yeah. when the last time I played Dota was. I've never. Uh, I played it. No, I played one episode, uh, one game of Dota, and I played Dragon Knight. Um, so I don't care about this. <laughs> I played a lot of Drow Ranger when I played it. I really liked Drow Ranger. Something about you, her playstyle just clicked with me. Something like, about her. Something about her uh, character model. You mean? No, no. I actually liked her playstyle. Like I like faster based characters. Uh, I played it last time in 2013. Wow. Um, anyway, but yeah, um, I don't care about yeah, this. Let's so get, gameplay let's update 7.33 is out. It's got way too many things to talk through at the moment. The only change I want to highlight, one of my favorite heroes, 
Ogre Magi, used to be a uh, hero, uh, an end hero with massive strength scaling, uh, is now dumb as a brick, has zero, it starts with zero base and zero in scaling, um, is now a strength hero, Strength's, uh, strength also goes into uh, his, his mana pool and regeneration, and I am so happy. I cannot wait to see how people play my favorite derpy twin-headed boy. Um, cool. Anyway, uh, next up, we have some Ubisoft news. Potentially good Ubisoft news. Yeah, I was trying to think. I was trying to think of a nice, nice segue. Um, couldn't think of one, but yeah, talk us through it, Seth. Uh, yeah. So I, a few weeks back, we mentioned that Ubisoft Plus might have been coming as part of um, like an added tier for Game Pass. That's not happening, but it is coming to uh, Microsoft consoles now. So you can get er- over a hundred games uh, listed uh, from Ubisoft's catalog. On your Xbox, uh, just for a very, oh, that's a bit of a hefty fee. That's $18 a month. Uh, you're acting surprised. Yeah, $18 US a month. Yeah, you're acting surprised like you're not just reading this article for the first time, but of course, we've read through this before, right? (laughs) Right, Seth? I always get put off by that price. Yeah, yeah, good save, good save. Every every Um, time, every time I think about it, I'm like, no, it's, it's surely it's below 15 I think I think the bit that that uh, amazes me is that uh, not only is it eighteen um, eighteen US a month, but it's that it's not even really that you're paying for a hundred games. You're paying for about ten, but then just a bunch of different reskins. <laughs> yeah, or a bunch of different sequels. I think there's like what six sequels. I oh, sorry, there's like six game series in this game, um, and. Probably there's also uh, look we we give a lot of shit to Ubisoft here at Path Travel Deserved. and I want deservedly yeah no, yeah 100 uh, yeah we will they continue every this, training yes. they get um and I and I, I don't I do want to stress stress this enough this is not me wanting people to buy Ubisoft Plus I do not want that in the slightest um but Ubisoft and I think it was like 2012 published a game called Child of Light um it is fantastic I highly recommend people check that game out um it's turn based Seth so there you are. I think it's actually got oh, more based. of an ATB, like a, I think it's got like one of those time battle gauges that sort of charge up. Um, very cool, cool game. And this is included within it. Once again, I stress, do not get Ubisoft Plus. But get Child um, of Light. It's on it, you get Child of Light. Yeah. It, this looking through, well, oh, just looking through the Ubisoft Plus list as well, like literally half the list is Assassin's Creed. They, they, have, the the audacity. <laughs> they have the audacity on the trailer to advertise Skull and Bones as part of Ubisoft Plus. <laughs> I completely that forgot takes, about that game. That takes such big balls. <laughs> it does. Hang on, hang on. Whoa, hang on. So I, I looked onto the, um, the Xbox website to see if I can get the, the Australian cost, which doesn't really seem to be showing me because it's probably too much and hang on well hang on let them cook you can get 10 percent off virtual currency if you've got ubisoft plus steven quick question your magic number for a game being on sale is 70 percent off right uh <laughs> minimum minimum child of light on steam, is best. child of light on steam right now is 70 percent off for six dollars and 88 cents australian but also the buy the child of uh, knights bundle is 76 percent off and is five dollars fifty australian I don't know what the Child of Night bundle is, but sure. Um, technically, I got that game for free because it was a Games with Gold in like 2014. Xbox game with Chads, we're winning. Fascinating. Uh, but yeah, I do recommend it. If you want to pick it up, Seth, right, be great. Child of Light's one of those games that I always wanted to play but never actually bought. Nah, it's good, right? Uh, um, but yeah, use Plus 10. on Xbox. I don't, think, uh, I don't think we should be talking about it anymore. 
You, you, you know what? You know what's kind of He's right. the wrong way. I'm is is the 69er. <laughs> is Driver San Francisco an Ubisoft game? It is. Yes. Isn't it? Yes. They own a Driver series. Why is that not in the plus list? Unironically, a fantastic driving game, and that's not even one of the ones on offer. I don't know, but also another fun thing is that the Assassin's Creed game started at Assassin's Creed 3. Oh, wait, no, Ezio oh, Collection is there. Yeah, I was going to say that. But Ezio um, Collection, I hear, is like a really bad port. Apparently they're doing a... Okay. So they are doing let me, a, like let, a let, remake let me just deal with this one real quick. One, name, a, name a good port in the last year. Oh, uh, shit, there was one, and I can't remember it right now. <laughs> one? That, that's Fucking my point. Hell, man. That's my point. <laughs> It's a bad port. Seth, they're all bad ports. I think the Returnal PC port was pretty good. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, the, the, there's a few games in here that I, I do rate on their own, but not the let's pay 18 bucks a month um, US for, for the privilege. Maybe half, once half to these. play a Ubisoft game and then cancel the subscription. Yeah, like half of the, the thing is, half of these, they go on sale regularly enough that 18 bucks US would probably cover the cost of buying a few of these outright. I think we should move on. I don't want to talk about this anymore. All right. Uh, moving on to something that Steve does want to talk about uh, a mystery sequel that Xbox could apparently take 10 years to make. You excited about this one instead, Steve? You want to talk about this one? No. Okay. So, <laughs> and this comes from Video Games Chronicle. And during the, uh, the ongoing Activision Blizzard. Uh, oh boy, here we go. Xbox has to, had to submit a bunch of evidence to um, a bunch of courts. Uh, and in, there is a court document and there are information redacted, so we're not really sure. And it pretty much says, and I quote, um, according to one Microsoft executive, a forthcoming title from the redacted franchise may take a decade to de- develop. And it's interesting to note they don't note what develop is. Is that from game is conceived to final DLC is out? Uh, it's it's and May is there. So like it does look like it. it they it are could, sort of like oh, it, it could take ten May, years. I guess with that May being there, it could potentially take longer. <laughs> yeah, it could take shorter. Um, it could be both. How long's a piece of string type of thing? But I I don't really know why this is news. Like more more news for the thing that. I guess it's like, even though it's redacted, it's like a hint that Microsoft is planning a sequel to something that they own. And there's only like a handful of things that they own. Uh, for now. It'll, fa- it'll expand. There's Fable. There's, yeah, there's Fable. There's, uh, Which we Forza, know about already, so they shouldn't Forza have to redact Horizon. that. Well, they could have. They are redacting things. I've um, heard that people enjoy Fable have really bad object permanence, so maybe the redacting it is a good idea. <laughs> There is no Fable sequel. There, I said it. Also, it's on, this, hiding, bro. on on this um uh, on this um uh, documents, they also Microsoft claims that it's crucial that they have triple A content on their um on their console, and that's why they want to acquire companies to ensure that those triple A games continue to release on their console. Yeah, maybe. I mean, not I mean, wrong, but it. also, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's a maybe. They said it. <laughs> anyway, uh, good old, good old Xbox being Xbox. Um, e- eating big, huh, Steve? Eating big. Uh, next, num, uh, num, num. Uh, we have uh, Sega looking to acquire. Uh, shit, I 
I know that it's Rovio, but I was trying to think of what what what's the that that is the iPhone game that they Rolando? Is that it? Rolando and Rolando two? I I have no idea. This I've is never all on heard you. of that game before. Yeah, this is yeah, you. I, I, all right, my, the, the the hole's been dug. Someone someone help dig me out. So someone th- toss me down a ladder. No, dig your dig your way up. Next up, uh, <laughs> um, it's 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 uh it's it's some ac- some acquisitiony type type stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of acquisitions happening this week. No, it, it wouldn't have been Rolando. I don't remember who that was, but it wouldn't have been. No, I'm fucking Angry Birds. Um, was the other, uh, yeah, the the one everyone's more likely to have heard of. Anyway, um, yeah, a- a- acquisitiony things gonna acquisition. I I don't really have a comment on this one. You you want to <laughs> hear something either. fun? Sure. No. The the first official piece of right. uh... wait 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 wait, no, wait 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 no 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 Steve doesn't want to hear it only tell me. Okay, so Patrick, li- you listening? Yeah, yeah yeah I'm listening. So the fir- la, la 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 I'm not listening. <laughs> la, 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 the la, first la. official piece of Angry Birds media to come out under the Sega acquisition is a TikTok of the red Angry Birds doing a smash or pass of other video game characters. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> man, just when you you okay. man. Um, Seth, I gotta level with you real quick. I I do not know how to respond to that info. <laughs> I I have nothing to say to that. I I, the, the red angry I need some bird time had... to process this. Uh, it's gonna take me. A, it's gonna take me a hot minute. I think. I really. It, it has pretty good taste because it said smash to both Ezio Auditore and Farja from Fire Emblem. Oh, my oh God. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you know what? It's um. Let's pass on. Like it's. I don't think we need to talk about this. It, I'm very interested to see what this means for the Sonic Extended Universe. Oh, there's already been uh, Angry Birds and Sonic crossovers in the past. I think we might have actually uh, talked Sonic, about this s- last week. Sonic Sonic Cinematic Universe. Um, very interesting. Now I can finally throw Jim Carrey at at, at uh, pigs inside building structures. Another Sonic has hit the tower. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving uh, on. <laughs> that, 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 that one uh, was, was, was not nice, uh, Steve, but you, you, you know what might be nice? Focus Entertainment acquiring Dovetail Games. I do not know who those people are either. They should focus on the acquisition, eh? I, I think they probably are, Steve. I don't, I don't think they're taking this decision lightly. I assume it's prob- probably quite an extensive process, actually. Probably like lots of people involved that'd be... Lots of bureaucracies and checks and balances to be like legal teams. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. So Focus Entertainment do games such as Aliens Fireteam, Atlas Fallen, (laughs) Streets of Rage apparently as well. Still still waiting for... Yeah, so am I. Yeah. There'll be something in there. Keep keep going, keep going. There's got to be something. Warhammer 40k? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Space Marine 2? Wait, hang on. I... Ah, was that only published by Sega? Uh, I I don't know how this works, Big Fella. Well, no, because um, uh, Space Marine One was a is a Sega game, but I I guess it was a publishing site. No, I, I didn't on. realize that. So, this... so, so Focus Entertainment has done has published that, and then Dovetail Dovetail Games, according to Gamatsu, who's only published the console edition of Catan. No, that's the only articles they have, but they've also done the Train Simulator games. Oh shit! And Euro yeah. Fishing and Fishing <laughs> Sim World. All right, fucking hell, yeah, big big. Big German right. vibes. You know what? Move, move over Activision Blizzard acquisition. Uh, I'm now way more interested in this one. This is I a hope, new big hope, player in town. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now really nervous about the future of train simulator games on Nintendo platforms. I hope they can come to some sort of arrangement. Cool. Glad that everyone's uh, following up on that one. Right. Um, we also, in acquisition news, have Sony Interactive Entertainment buying out Firewalk Studios. Uh, Firewalk Studios, known for such bangers as uh, Steve Hemmer. Firewalk. <laughs> as Mr. Firewalk they, himself. They, Isn't there a game called Firewalk? No, that's Firewatch. Um, no, you're thinking of Overwatch. They, they haven't Blizzard. released a game oh, yet. No. They literally opened up, uh, started developing a AAA multiplayer game funded by Sony, and then Sony's like, you know what? We're just going to acquire you while you do this for us. That's, that's, they, they haven't I, even I released know, a game yet. It sounds like tax fraud. That's, that actually sounds like tax fraud. <laughs> what do you mean? It's, it's, a, it's a charity write-off. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supporting small businesses and then buying them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very strange. Firewalk is a... I don't care, though. Firewalk is a studio that was owned by Probably Monsters, a other um, studio, and <laughs> I, do, I don't know if it... Yeah, so Sony's just bought them from Probably Monsters. Man, I, I, I think we better be a bit worried, us Xbox bros. Like, if... Um, if that's, that's the bar. Buying that's up, the bar. If, if, if Sony's buying up a studio that has made zero games, fuck, what, what hope does Xbox have? None. That's why, you're, oh, no. that's why you're trying to buy Activision Blizzard. No, 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 no. Steve, Steve, no, Steve, that's the Steve scale. buddy, buddy. You have a fantastic category of over six games in the Ubisoft collection with a small subscription of 18 US a month. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I've got Game Pass, not Ubisoft Plus. They're not the same thing, big fella. Imagine you're like Sony launches, like I know they have, so shut up, Seth. But if Sony launched like a Game Pass of like all these games and there's just nothing there and people are getting fleeced by it, man, that'd be funny. Uh, they yes, did release the, the Game Pass. The, the Nintendo yeah, approach. Up, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's only retro consoles, and their retro consoles actually work. You, you know what's going to be really funny? Uh, just because of all the publicity and press and everything, like, um, you know, Sony welcoming this, this studio into the family, there'd be, a lot, there'd be a lot of confused PlayStation players being like, should we be happy about, like, I, I guess we're happy about this, but, like, who, who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and like, they, uh, They've like, also said that they acquired them for their services on live service games, which it's like, ooh, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Put, put that back in the oven, maybe. You're, you're, um, you, you've just rocked up to Thanksgiving. There's someone that you've never seen before there. And you're like, okay, no, that's cool. Welcome to the family, all that. And then you see them re- reach down behind their chair and slowly pull out a MAGA hat. And you're like, I, I don't know if I like where this is going. And I'm surprised you went there because I was thinking they were going to pull out an NFT. They, they just start trying to sell me on one it's, of those. It's a, it's a Trump NFT. We're both right. <laughs> you know what? Fair. They're trying to sell me on season two of his trading cards. <laughs> I'm so glad he came back to Twitter just for that. I don't think it was literally, even Twitter. It, it was uh, Instagram. It was in, Instagram. Yeah. He's literally first, first post on Instagram. He literally could say anything what he wants. Like, oh, yeah, how good is I came back. Um, but no, he's like, nah, buy my NFTs, bro. Man, <laughs> always be on that grind. Always be on that grind. Amazing. Oh, anyway, yeah. yeah, I don't think we should. Yeah, anyway, moving on. Yeah, moving um, on, moving on. Um, speaking of old fossils allowed on Instagram, yo, um, that's actually such a good one. Take, take it away. No, no, you, you fucking earned this one, Steve. Well played. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so our good friends at Atari um have bought up over a hundred and in quotes groundbreaking and award winning games from the eighties from the eighties and the nineties, and says that many will be re released. These, uh, so these include if, such bangers as Bubsy and E.T. Um, and no. Demolition Racer. Is it, is, I can't find the list of the games I've bought. 
they, they actually mentioned or is it they, they mentioned in this article but i haven't seen a list of all hundred just a handful of the titles that yeah. they've acquired oh so like the back catalogs are from three publishers accolade infograms infograms grams infograms what the fuck is a dumb fucking name it's games with an r um and micro prose <laughs> um i like it when steven takes over series. an article <laughs> grams I, it's I like games with an r <laughs> But it's fun. It's like, it's, oh, yeah, it must be Info Games. There's an R there. Hang on, Info Grams? Grams? It's not great. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I don't recognize any of these games. They also want to sell merch for all these IPs. Not just re-release the games, but make, like, Bubsy the Bobcat t-shirts. NFTs. NFTs. Put them back. That's not Put them back in the yeah, grave. NFT- <laughs> uh, NFTs merchandise. Hold on, hold on. Let, 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 let them remake. <laughs> let them recook. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really care about this. Atari is not something I'm can, like connected with at all. Uh, and these games, I don't recognize. It does seem like they're trying to get the nostalgia bucks instead of doing something new and making new bucks. But whatever, power to them, I guess. Atari will always be based because they were the original publishers over here for the Budokai Tenkaichi games. Oh, yeah. How are those games looking, big fella? Still good. They're making a fourth one. Yeah, yeah that's very true. After how many years? Enough. Um, and speaking of old games, do I get that segue as well? Uh, um, that was a little weaker, but sure. It, it was, it was oh, a right. little weaker. Actually, I, I just want to- It's wanna... a bit paper, paper thin, you might say. Warmer. Getting Damn, warmer. He's... Um, <laughs> Let him cook. <laughs> no, I, I actually actually wanted to-, to um, I don't know if we're touching on this later on, but I just wanted to hit, uh, just because there's good context for this next one. Um, uh, what's, what's his name? Gary Bowser? Yeah. Gary Bowser is now a uh, le- legally enslaved Nintendo for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's <laughs> bucks. We, I, I forgot to put this on the docket. This is a pretty recent news article as well. So, yeah, we no, can no, talk no, about no, this real what, quick. That's what I'm saying. I, I, yeah, I, I think talk- it's worth talking about this now because it makes more sense what we were going to talk about. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. They, they, so um, I'll, I'll take this because I like ripping things out of Pat's hands, especially <laughs> during the 69. Um, so Paper Mario has... <laughs> you heard me. Um... Paper Mario has the very popular game for the Nintendo 64 has been uh, completely decompiled. Oh, so we're not going to talk about Gary Bowser. Okay, no, that's fine. No, we're talking about this first, this first, this first, and then Gary Bowser, because this is sort of, uh, might be related. So essentially what this means, and I don't really know what this means. I'm just reading this (laughs) on this PC game article. Oh my God, okay. Um, Uh, Wait, 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 Steve, sidebar real quick. You want me to take this one, big man? Like it's it's okay. Yeah, like, great, like, like, like between yeah, us, no. I, I won't say. I'll I'll even do your voice. No, no one will notice. No one will notice. Look, look. I reckon you, all you just need to say is um what decompilation yeah, means. Cool. For like N sixty four games. I have no fucking yeah, clue. Sweet. Okay. Um, ready? One, two, three. Break. What? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, t- team on three. One, two, three. Go team. I, I feel like that was just me. It was what's, what's going on? Anyway. No, I, I was mimicking your voice. Oh. So you said it at the same oh, time. Oh, true, true, true. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So um, as as I was saying, um. Uh, what, 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 so de- decompilation. Um, basically, the way a lot of games are made is that people go and write a bunch of code, and then that, that code gets stuck into files, and it's really hard to, uh, to, turn that, to turn those files back into code. The idea being that you can't you know, go and, and hack code that a publisher goes and releases, and then you'd be able to rebuild the game yourself. But uh, particularly with old games where the files are small, um, it takes teams of exceptionally dedicated people, crazy amounts of time, but they will use a, a combination of tools. There's a whole bunch of different tools. We're not going to get into all the different methods they use, 
but basically the idea is to turn the the game that we all know and love back into the code that made the game and the reason for that is that it makes things like modding or even just bug fixing but also porting and things like putting it uh updating it for for new architectures and systems and things all of that's way easier if you know what the original code was that made the game in the first place so for someone to come out and announce that they have 100% decompiled a game is really good news in some sense but it's only really, really good news if it's for an old game or a game that the company isn't going to get any more money out of by trying to sell anymore. Uh, because if it was a recent game, it'd be bad news for the company because then, you know, that person basically has full access to, to everything that the game is. Yeah, it just makes the game freeware. Basically, yeah. Uh, there's been a big... Very cool. There's been a big job with um, Grand Theft Auto, which I haven't checked on the status of it, but uh, that's been a big ongoing project for... I think it was either Vice City or Liberty City that they are a good chunk of the way through decompiling, um, but they uh, eventually want to turn Vice and Liberty City into one big Grand Theft Auto map to be updated to be able to run on latest gen systems and, and devices. So that'd actually yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. So that that's why they do it is so is because doing things like that become possible. So anyway, that's what decompilation is. So I'm now going to yeah. um, uh, take it away, me. Steve, this is where you continue talking. Oh, I thought you were, because you were imitating me, say, oh man, I, I'm literally having a stroke over this. Um, thanks for that explanation. I still don't really think I get it, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, so, uh, what do you guys think? They, do you guys put, put it down into its bare essentials to be able to make it work on current computers. Okay, very cool. But what's that different from, it doesn't matter. Let's not get into this. No, no, no. Um, I actually uh, want to hear what that question is. Um, what's the difference between that and- <laughs> Yeah. Um, emulation is making your computer think it's that console and then emulating what the conditions are. A native port just means the game will just run on the PC as it is. So a emulation makes your PC tax on trying to mimic the compu- the old console and then run the game while this just runs the game. Yeah. And it so lets you think- use all the horsepower you need from your computer to make it run even better. That That's then- the more important point. Yeah. Think, think about it more as uh, it's really hard to remake or remaster a game if you're running it in an emulator because you are mimicking how the game was when it came out. But if you have the code uh, completely decompiled, you can, you can uh, do all the upgrades yourself to make it a, a first gen, no emulator needed, completely native uh, application game, whatever you want. There's, there's, uh, okay. there's, I think there's I get, a, I think a, I get that yeah, There's a very deep rabbit hole on YouTube you can go into for this kind of stuff. Like someone, I don't think it's necessarily decompilation, but there's a great video about someone who um, was able to add local multiplayer to, uh, I think it was Mario 64, Super Mario 64, um, just by playing with the uh, systems available at the time and how that was working under the constraints of it being emulated, but being able yeah, to someone just recently that. did it for Breath of the Wild as well. Oh yeah, and then Nintendo went and slapped yeah. Point Crow with, with a cease and desist for that. <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, so where I was going, that, that's, that's cool. Uh, Paper Mario exists on the Nintendo online server, so I'll eventually play it one day. Um, but the real funny news is Gary Bowser, yes, Bowser. Um, is a legal slave who, of Nintendo now? Yes, because... He was part of a hacking group that was like giving out mods and you had to pay him or something. I'm not mods, ROMs, um, which is uh, pretty. 
it's one thing to rip ROMs and put them online. It's another thing to charge people for ROMs. And that's probably where, and that's probably the big reason why he got in trouble. Uh, and he was in jail for 12 months. And now he has to pay Nintendo, a multi-billion dollar company. He has to pay them $14.5 million. So I'm reading part uh, of this article and I don't think he was selling the ROMs. It seems like he was selling hacking tools to get the ROMs and oh. emulators and stuff. Like he was a salesperson and like a spokesperson for this hacking group and selling their tools. Uh, and yeah, well, it's probably, that's probably why they're doing it. Cause now, Oh no, you guys are creating more ROMs. But yeah. Do you reckon he's allowed to watch the Super Mario movie? Probably has to pay a couple of times for it. He probably doesn't it want to. It comes out the part of his doesn't go to Nintendo. That's the elimination money. <laughs> so um, it's minions all the way down. Hang on, he was in jail for 40 months. Fuck. Yeah, he was jailed for 40 months, but after 12 months, he was given early bail for yeah. good behavior. Yeah, and then he comes out and he's like, I'm a free man, and Nintendo's like, no. Yeah. Um, so they can t- they, apparently for the agreement they've got uh, 25 to 30% of your gross monthly income they can take. So as I, had, I think I saw a stat uh, quite recently that if you earn less than six figures, um, over the course of your lifetime, you won't really earn that much. I know this, <laughs> so this dude's going to be living in poverty until he makes yeah, over six figures. Oh, yeah. All that. Yeah, and even then, when he's on six figures, it's still going to be really fucking rough. Because that's yeah. the beauty of percentages. Very interesting. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I just can't believe that they finally beat Bowser like this. It wasn't through they violence, it. it was through taxes. <laughs> Capitalism <laughs> truly is the true villain. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of that clip of uh, the Joker saying, "Even I wouldn't. Even I'm not crazy enough to take on the IRS." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking love that clip. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, big big win for for decompilation um teams because yeah, it's very rare that this is just one person, but big win that that the team working on this um uh, is able to announce that they've completely decompiled it. Uh, stay away from Nintendo. <laughs> Good, good luck, good luck, my friends. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't let Nintendo catch whiff of, catch any whiff of this. Uh, they'll they'll bring down the hammer of justice. Good, good, good thing they didn't just write a tweet about it, eh? Yeah, you, you're not well, meant to announce these things until they're already on the internet and done. That way, <laughs> Nintendo can't do anything about it. Yeah, and, and to quickly hit the the um, other part of the Nintendo news, uh, when Seth brought up the multiplayer in Breath of the Wild. Um, that has, has, has had some controversy recently because uh, Eric uh, Point Crow, uh, as, as he's known online, has been slapped with two copyright strikes on his YouTube channel for uploading a bunch of uh, Breath of the Wild content because it was modded and modded and modding games is, I'm not even sure if it's technically against, uh, like, I'm not even sure if it's technically illegal, but Nintendo really doesn't like it. And obviously they've got Tears of the Kingdom uh, coming up. I think... I think it's against the terms of service. So, no, no, but there's, there's two different pieces of it. There's the terms of service and then there's the creative licensing and they work together to tell oh, what people can okay. or can't do. And I'm sure there's something in there that says you shouldn't do modding. But I think they're also not legally binding. Like, Euler's technically aren't legally binding. What do you mean? I read every page of that before I click accept. Do you guys not? I mean, yes. I think so. But- I, I, I read it to know that it's not legally binding me to anything. It's like, <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah, these, so are all, uh, these are all pretty words and I understand some of them, but you can't <laughs> take me to court over any of it. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, so, mm. so point, point Chris in a, in a weird spot where Nintendo has basically struck down a bunch of his videos. Some of them were modded. Some of them were just vanilla gameplay content. Uh, and he's got two copyright strikes on his channel. So he can either appeal, which would cost him probably millions of dollars and he might not win. Or he, I don't know, whatever, whatever the, the, the option B of that scenario is to stop making Nintendo content, pivot to, to something else. Yeah, who, who knows? But you know what they say? No one hates Nintendo fans more than Nintendo. People still give them money. Just emulate their games, don't even buy them. Seth, you, you did both. Buy, you, you literally buy. did both. You, only you are the only for Pokemon. You're, you are the problem and the solution. I only did it for Pokemon Arceus. I, I will me. not be buying Tears of the Kingdom because it's bullshit that he raised that price without doing anything worth it. We don't know. Let him cook. Inflation for you, baby. Don't believe me? Google. Uh, don't do it. Don't. No, no. <laughs> Google Legend of Zelda inflation. You know what, since, no, mm. since I brought it up, we might as well talk about Tears of the Kingdom now. They released their third trailer. It's actually showing things that I was interested in. Like, this, this is the type yeah, of trailer it, that they should have released to get people excited for the game. And I'm surprised it took this long to do it. Yeah, and it's a very heavy story trailer. It shows Link with a bit more hair. Um, Ganon makes an appearance. Ganondorf. Uh, sorry, Ganondorf makes the appearance and he's voiced by Matt Mercer. Because don't forget this game has voice acting. Yes, And Matt Mercer true. is such a good um, pick for Ganondorf. Like, he, he's been really hungry for this role for forever. He loves Ganondorf and Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, yeah, so uh, this still makes me um, very exciting. Uh, sorry, very excited. Uh, but it's, it's not out yet. It's still two or three weeks away, isn't it? I think like a uh, month. Yeah, I didn't think it was on the scale of May weeks. I thought it was... well. So that's like yeah. three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, yeah okay. Wow, three weeks. Yeah, no, it may, but yeah, life, life moves at you fast, I guess. Um, right, yeah. Um, I think that's basically all the Nintendo news out of the way. Is that, is that right? Uh, I think so. there's, there's a Pokemon thing. Might as well hit that is as it? well. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's news or whatever. What was the Pokemon thing? It was just they did a quick look at um, one of the Pokemon that's going to be coming into DLC. They, they call this oh, one an yes. unknown Pokemon, but it's reminiscent of the Pokemon called Terrapagos, which I guess is going to be something that's in the DLC itself. So this is probably like the first stage evolution or a other version of it, like with the whole... Um, yeah, 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 I think it's weird that we see Pokemon, uh, like, like the evolution is always something bigger and stronger, but no one ever talks about the evolution that gets smaller and weaker. That's, that's a de-evolution. That's- against it follow for more shower thoughts <laughs> uh, I, t- I am in your shower um, yeah I don't this is like they did that thing in the first Pokemon episode they teased Ho-Ho 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 I think it's uh, Oh No Yoko it's, Oh No yeah, <laughs> it's, it's Spanish but yeah like it's uh Looks to be a small turtle that's probably involved with terrestrialization. Yeah, and we saw in one of the DLC teaser pictures as a big turtle that has all the um, typing signs on its back. Yeah. The world turtle. Yeah. Aang was right. Yeah, no, it's cute. It's small. Lion turtle. Lion turtle, I was thinking of. Anyway, yeah. Cute, cute total pick has been released by Nintendo. Um, everyone, every well, I guess Game Freak, but every, everyone has, has gone wild for it because yeah, it's a small, cute total. Um, and all of Nintendo's crimes were forgiven. <laughs> yeah. And then they, and then they um, publicly executed Gary Bowser in the street. 
But it was a cute turtle Pokemon. It was, it was. Plus, we know that they would never do that because then they would lose money. Uh, next up in non-Nintendo news, um, Media Molecule, known for such games as Little Big Planet and, and others, uh, the co-founder and studio director uh, is, is departing. Yeah, no, that's, that's sad to see that uh, one of the founders of the company is leaving. Yeah, new project in the works, which I assume uh, he will no longer be a part of, but uh, yeah, Mark, we wish, uh, we're going to miss you. Wish you the very best in your next adventure. Thank you for everything. We promise to always, always stay a bit weird uh, from, from Siobhan. So yeah, sad, sad news as always, but chances are people that depart the studio will go and create their own studio again and probably get instantly bought up by Sony and the cycle of AAA game content continues. That it do. That it do indeed. Um, mm. Also on Media Molecule News, uh, Dreams is ending its live support service on September 1st as uh, Media Molecule shifts its focus to that exciting new projects. This is, this is a little sad because Dreams had a lot of potential, but... I just, I never think it was realized. Yeah. It's one of those things where its creative tools were so robust and people did make really cool things with it but it just never reached the peak of what it could be. And I think even trying to advertise what it was really made it seem confused as well to the market. It just, it, it, it just strikes me as similar to the metaverse with like, you have all these tools and things, but like, what is, what, what is the collective output of having all these tools? And there hasn't been anything that I've seen in dreams or metaverse or fucking any of these really. That, that has really been a big driver of activity and people wanting to use these products. Like, if anything, I think some of the stuff people did in Little Big Planet 2 with like, it was kind of like the, the building redstone computers in Minecraft type shit. Doing a similar version of that back in Little Big Planet 2 was crazy to me. Like, that, that was almost more interesting than um, some of the stuff I've seen from, from Dreams. So, yeah, I don't know. It just, it's, it feels like it just missed the mark. Do you think this could have taken off more if it was kind of like RPG Maker where you can take your creations and sell them as your own game on the market somewhere else, like how Undertale and Ib, I think, is a game and other RPG Maker titles have done in the past? I think I, this is more of a Mario Maker. Yeah. Kind of I, like there's, a, there's, there's maybe not a storefront is not the right word, but like community sharing thing where they would share a bunch of things and i've seen a couple of dreams was, yeah dreams was something that you built from the ground up is the thing but I, and, and that but was it only the problem, existed within that dreams yeah. thing though yeah, yeah. and that's like what i mean to, do you think it could have taken off more if all those creations oh, could be that. taken um, to their own sort of like put them on the playstation store and sell them as yeah, their own sort of things no see i i i don't because i so me saying that what Little Big Planet did was amazing is because all the all of Little Big Planet 2's story mode was built out of the same creative tools that everyone else had access to. So that was the starting point. Dreams, I haven't played Dreams, so I'm saying this from like how how I view it. But Dreams was an empty box with a bunch of tools, and then the developers said go nuts. But there wasn't any underpinning uh, reason to do anything interesting in there outside of what had already been done before. What I mean is um, the technology that Dreams is running on is insanely interesting and cool. And in the same way that, like, being honest, the metaverse is actually a fairly interesting technology. But it's not because 
people don't have a way of monetizing what they do in dreams or the metaverse as to why people don't flock there. I think it's just that there wasn't enough of a draw to begin with to make people interested in it, regardless of any sort of monetization strategy. And I'll give you a counterexample too. I don't know if this is on the, the docket or not, but uh, Fortnite announcing that they are adding creative tools so that people can do um, custom, I think it's designed to do sort of like custom missions or custom game modes or something for Fortnite specifically. I think that'll do really, I think that'll do really well, not because it's Fortnite and it already has a giant player base, but because people that go and do custom missions in Fortnite already have an idea of what that means. I don't think anyone has a good idea of what a custom dream world means because it's too nebulous. There's no, there's no like fixed point to decide if it's worth your time or not. Yeah. Um, I, I, my opinion is this is I, I don't care. I was trying to think from was that RPG maker is very much in that same sort of there's nothing here except for the toolbox and make your own thing out of it. And the draw there is that people end up selling their things and maybe that Dreams could have tried to hit that market as well. But I think Dreams was also kind of just too broad in the sense that it, had, it, it could do anything. But at the same time, you can whatever you could do in Dreams, you can probably do in Blender or Unreal or whatever and just make it your own and spread it that way. And Dreams just kind of fell into a place where it's a really cool box, but there's no mm. reason for it to be there for creators when they have all these other tools that do everything Dreams does but better. What, what I hope is that something like Dreams gets, uh, like, kids or people that don't know how to use a computer super well which i guess is probably not kids anymore but but the point is like the the, the beauty of dreams is its simplicity it's it's entirely kind of game based game development and if that gets people interested in it awesome that that i think is the best outcome for it but i guess i'm not surprised that we have this sort of creative box and then you're right when you get to a certain point you realize actually if i want to do something more advanced, I need to move to Unity or Unreal or Blender or some other tool better designed for what it is that I want to do because Dreams is the do a little bit of everything well, not the do something really well type tool. And then with your Fortnite example, that works well for Fortnite because it's just working in the constraints of what's in Fortnite. You already know, like you said, what makes Fortnite stuff work really well. And you're just doing it for that game. You're not trying to expand it outside of that. So Fortnite cinematic universe. Yeah. So it works really well for that. Little Big Planet was like, you can, it, it's primarily a platformer, but you can kind of expand it into these other things if you're dedicated enough to make like um, top down shooters or racing games or whatever. And they all work well within the constraints of what's available in Little Big Planet to make like Little Big Planet versions of those. Well, yeah, mm. this this is just very broad, very open. You can do whatever, and then it's like you can do whatever in other programs as well. And yeah, on on the plus side, they're keeping it open. Um, they're moving it to servers where it can stay open, and different servers and the little big planet ones, which are currently still down, I think, because of being hacked. But yeah, so they're going to keep dream uh, dreams alive. They're just not going to be continually updating it past September first. Yeah, and, and you say Little Big Planet server is still live. I, I think they released something a couple months ago saying they are not bringing them back. It's too far gone. Oh, no, that, that's really bad. That, that sucks yeah, a lot. The, it's, it's just, it's just dead, dead on arrival. I'm pretty sure they, they stopped trying to revive that 
uh, a few months ago now. I'll, um, I I'll, be wrong I'll on have that, to double but check that. that, that was, but yeah, for yeah. now, oh god, that sucks if that's true. And again, so that, that was that was Living Planet uh, 1, 2, and 3, but uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure and I think Living Planet 4 were okay. There is no but Living Planet 4. Anyway. Oh. And, and okay. Sackboy's well. Big Adventure doesn't have any creator stuff, so it doesn't need that sort of <laughs> service well, support. There was one of them. It was <laughs> two, two was fucked because that was my game. Maybe it was three <laughs> that they managed to revive some of it, but there was Imagine one that they the pulled Vita some one. of it back. Imagine if Little Big Planet Vita is the one that's safe. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's the cutting. We're back to the cutting again. Um, anyway, we're, we're getting bogged down in this a bit, I think. Uh, moving on. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which I realize uh, I, I still haven't even... I talked about being excited for that because of how good the trailer looked, and I <laughs> never ended up doing anything with it. But they've announced uh, Expansion Pass Volume 4 uh, launching at 5... five well, wow, it'll be out by the time you listen to this, most likely. Or, or, very, or very close. It should be day off. Very cool. Yeah, I haven't Boom. watched a trailer because I've been told it spoils a lot of stuff that's in Xenoblade Chronicles 3, but a lot of stuff that I've what? S- what? What, what, No, nothing, never mind. It just seems like it's not related, but um, no, continue, continue. But I've seen- I, I can't believe we're talking about the second best thing to come out on April 25th. What's the first best thing? This episode, dumbass. Uh... Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I've seen the character art and holy shit, Shulk and Rex look amazing. I cannot, I, I need to kneel down to Rex. He, I, I didn't believe in him before when he was in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but he's become the ultimate Giga Chad. <laughs> Fucking very strange thing to say. Um, yeah, uh, they're very cool. Um, I'm very keen. I need to play Xenoblade 3 first. Um, I do really like Xenoblade 2, so it's good to sort of see them in the future. Um, and Shulk as well from Xenoblade 1 is in it. Um, so the gang's all back together. I don't know how they're going to rectify the weird different combat mechanics between the three. Not combat mechanics, but how combat works between the three. Just, just from um, the key art, we can already see six characters here. So I guess it's just going to be these six characters are the new characters for the combat system. No, but they just, uh, in the trailer, they specifically mentioned that someone's not a blade and blades are how, uh, is essentially the focus of Xenoblade 2. So uh, it's just, it's just, I'm not sure how it's going to work and I'm very excited for it. Um, even though I haven't played Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That's, that's fair. They also announced, another, they it, also announced that, um, the double pack of Pyra and Mephra's uh, Amiibos are going to be coming out on the 21st of July. Can't believe you got 10 jars for that, Seth. Fucking sicko. I, <laughs> what? You got 10 jars ready. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll, dra- okay. I'll jam them both into the jar together, so it'll, it'll be All 10 right. sets. Um, I'm just going to mention as well that this is... Uh, like, Nintendo did sort of announce there was DLC coming, uh, and then they sort of just like, oh, yeah, the DLC's here um, in a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they just very, kind of shadow dropped Common it. Nintendo. Yeah. Hmm. Exciting times for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, next up, we have uh, Rocksteady doing a reverse shadow drop for Suicide Squad. <laughs> a light drop, if where, you would. A, a mic drop. <laughs> where um, Kill the Suicide Squad, uh, sorry, Kill the Justice League uh, was due to come out uh, May 20, was that 6th? Yeah, May 26th. Jeez. Just over a month away. And they decided, you know what? We saw how Cyberpunk 2077 went. Let's just delay it till 
nearly a year from now. <laughs> yeah, do you think they did this because of fan backlash from that absolute state of play? I, I think it's because they, they realized that fans uh, really didn't like giving characters human teeth. You know what? That's fair. That, that is yeah. very fair. Yeah, they, obviously the feedback they got in the last couple of months <laughs> about the battle way pass. too hard at the image of that. I'm sorry. Uh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably it's probably a whole number of things, but the 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 bit that I think is most interesting is that we we're, we're currently at, I guess, from when they made the announcement, let, let's say six weeks, five six weeks away from from when it would have been released, to make the decision to delay not just by six months for polish, but by like uh, sort of nine ish months to to. I, I'm not even sure. Like they they say to to kind of um uh. To, yeah, for, for work to, yeah, to take the time needed to work on getting the game to be the best, uh, best quality experience for players. That seems like uh, they need to make some pretty fundamental changes to the game yeah. for, for them to need that many mm. months. Um, Do you think that's enough more. time to completely rework or rip out the live service aspects? No. Well, no, I, don't. I, 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 I don't know. Let's, let's, let's let them cook. Um, don't forget when that <laughs> The first Halo Infinite trailer showed in like what 2019, 2020, and they had that Craig thing in it. And <laughs> hi there. And they pretty much said, you know what, <laughs> put it back. That's not ready. Um, and then Microsoft did put it back. So I think it might be. It's interesting they put a date on it, um, February the second. Like so, yeah. that is eight yeah, months it's away. So, it's so far out that it's weird to have like a specific date. I, I suspect that I know that there is some legal thing around pre-order packs and people not getting content when expected and therefore that puts them in a weird, they could be liable for something. I think it's mostly EU regulations, so it might be that specifying a date even that far out lessens or mitigates some of that risk. That's a complete guess on my part. I think the pre-order stuff is spe specifically releasing the game and then releasing the other parts of it later on. Like, that was the whole thing with the Doom... Uh, Doom Eternal soundtrack was the fact that they kept pushing that back past the game's release date so much and they got in trouble for it. I feel like it would work the other way. Any, anyway, yeah, side point, but no, I, I, I suspect to be this close to the original date and to then say we need to delay for nine months, I think either it doesn't achieve the, the expected goals of whatever it is that they need to change. I don't think, I don't know if we'll ever know what it is that they, that they said they were going to change, but more concerningly, I suspect that all of the devs uh, are going to have a a really shitty time <laughs> between now and February second, uh, just because I yeah I I'd be I'd be shocked if they gave themselves that much time and it was a leisurely let's just change a couple bits here and there and, and fix it up and, and and shove it out in February. It's a weird situation because from that state of play, it looks like it was it was shift ready. It was. It yeah, was ready yeah. to be it shipped. Was, and like it was supposed to come out May 26, that's a month away. Like it, they were ready. Like they were, they were probably very close to pulling the trigger on um printing discs. Like it's Yeah, I feel crazy. like they were like right on the edge of um of going gold and then they're like, you know what? No, the backlash we got is that severe. We need to do something. And Honestly, I don't know what they could do in that time because a lot of the complaints was like, yeah. well, all the characters are just using guns and that's kind of shitty. So do you yeah, have, en do you have enough yeah. time to make 
uh, King Shark into like a big beast no. of a brute character? I don't think so. No. And then the live service aspect uh, no. is like, do you have time to rip all of that out or rework? And it's like, I again, I don't think no. so. Maybe you can rip out the multiple currencies and turn it into one currency, but that's about it, maybe. Yeah, I I feel really bad for the developers caught in the crossfire here, but in terms of what that game looked like and how proud everyone was of that being the game that they wanted to release. I'm kind of glad that it got that much backlash, honestly. I'm kind of sick of seeing that sort of game just year in, year out. Oh, look at this. This is amazing. This will be the best thing ever. Yeah, and then it comes out and it's the definition of mid, like the, the Avengers yeah, game, the Anthem, Outriders to an extent. Babylon's um, Fall. <laughs> there are we don't s- talk yeah, about that one. Yeah, there are so many examples of this going <laughs> wrong. Um, I kind of wish that it did release and get that... Uh, treatment though well, the, the, this is where I guess that this is my uh, naivete I, idealism but to me the whole point of an alpha or a beta is hey this is the game it's not complete by any stretch of the imagination this is the direction we want to take it well, let's, let's get some feedback on this and it seems like uh, so many companies go uh, if you pre-order the game then we, we stick you in the beta and the beta basically doesn't change anything because they're just using it as, like, early yeah, access. Yeah, testing like, the servers. Like to, yeah, like, to, to me, to me, uh, this sort of... I, I guess, from, from the development side of it, this sort of thing pisses me off because so many times com- uh, develop, like companies look at the market and they go, let's put a shitty definition of mid live service... Not cash grab, but, like, just, a, like, definition of mid. Let's put a definition of mid live service game together and then act shocked when the community doesn't like it. It seems like there are very easy ways nowadays to figure out, hey, how do we make sure that this doesn't happen? Babylon's Fall did it the wrong way where they released it and said, oh shit, let's survey the player base and see what they would rather, uh, rather have us do. But it's just like, guys, this, these are the same companies that drop beta after beta or alpha after alpha network testing things and saying that they want to get community feedback about things, but then community, f- uh, community feedback, when it's bad, is often saying, we need these things fixed, and the company goes, yeah, point noted, and then ship it anyway. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's frustrating. I'm glad, I'm glad that someone's eating shit. I'm just really worried that it's the developers in this case. Well, don't, don't forget, though, this isn't the first aspect of them eating shit. Like, the Avengers game, Babylon's Fall, there are a lot of, there are a lot more, there are only failures in this space. Like the example of a, a game as a service game, I, name me two. What, what was the, what, what, what was the, um, Arkham Knights. Arkham Knights is another one. Same, yep, same. Arkham Knights um, as well. Same yeah, category. I, that probably came out with a bit more, I didn't think that had like, Game as a service type. It of didn't, but aspect, it, did it had elements that very much makes it look like it was going to be a game, a live service yeah. game, and then it got ripped out at the last second. But all the elements are still in the game. Anyway, yeah, I, I just can't even. Th- I can't even think of an, uh, a game that's done this correctly. Like, does everybody just try to catch lightning in a bottle, and just everybody just keep getting struck by it? Everyone like, wants their own Destiny, but even Destiny isn't isn't that hot of a commodity, honestly. I wouldn't call Destiny though. Like I call that closer to a Destiny is doing well. MMO. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's still kind of a live service game, even though they wouldn't want to label it as one or label it as an MMO. But it is in that space technically, and everyone wants their own version of that. 
Destiny feels like yeah. it's just getting by. It's not doing huge gangbuster success numbers like everyone wants to believe it is. And everyone's trying mm. to chase that trend and then falling on their face when it's not working. And it's... Yeah. I, I don't know why they keep I, trying. I, and it's, it's also yeah. the fatigue, right? Like, mm. you're right in terms, of the, in terms of them keeping trying. But we talked about... I don't remember which episode we talked about this on. But um, someone pointing out, like, why, why is it that people have such an aversion to people announcing mobile games? Why the fuck do you think? Yeah. <laughs> because every fucking mobile game is the same... Like it has the same shitty monetary practices. It has the same shitty uh, kind of effort in terms of where the game is. That when someone announces, "Hey, we're doing a mobile game," oh great, I can without knowing anything about your game guess what sixty percent of it is going to be, or what sixty percent of it is going to be intended to be. And then we see, um, you know, a game like this come around, and you're like, "Wow, this is on the back of every other definition of mid live service attempted game for the past couple yeah. of years." No wonder there's an aversion to it. And then the community goes, hey, we don't want this. We want to change. Like, no one in the community wants games to fail because failing games just fucks with the community. But the problem is the community goes, hey, we want game. Like, we, we want these things changed. And, the, and everyone thinks they know what's best. And then we get into this weird state of them saying, no, no, no. We just need a little more time to polish it. It's dead. It's, it's dead. It's, it's like, unless you, you fucking no man's sky it and somehow manage to pull it back. Mm from the absolute brink later on. And even then, No Man's Sky took multiple years to get into the state where it was finally at the level where people enjoyed it. It's, it's all of that, but it's like, um, like think, because I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at how Anthem went, where, let's say they don't announce the delay, they release it May 26th, it comes out, everyone goes, this is, probably has some parts of it that are going for it well. I'm, I'm sure, you know, not all the game is, is definition of mid. But people play it. They go, I finished the game. I, it's the, that, that's the definition of it. I'm moving on. And the developers look at that and they go, oh, let's just pull it down for a bit and rejig it because this was supposed to be the live service game that we would be running the next sort of two to five years of the, the studio on. They never recover. Anthem didn't come back. Artifact didn't come back. So many other games where they say, we just need a little bit more time to tweak it. Don't come back. <laughs> the, there are rare examples yeah. that do. Cyberpunk came back. Yeah. Um, no Man's yeah. Sky came it, back, but they are not yeah, the norm. Yeah, it's very hard. It's harder to salvage a multiplayer game like an Anthem than it is to salvage a single player game like Cyberpunk. Like when you're salvaging Cyberpunk or No Man's Sky, you're fixing bugs or putting in a lot more content. Yeah, you're fixing bugs. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 you're fixing bugs. Like Anthem it's, is always that example where it's like, uh, was it EA or Bioware? EA is a publisher. Um, they were very close to rebooting that game and then. And then decided, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, the, the rumor was that apparently they went into a board reading. They had all the cards on the table and you're like, you know what? This isn't worth it. Like, see you later. Let's pull the no. bug. And it's a shame. Like, that, yeah. I did play that Anthem game. I did pay $4 or something for it. Or I got it for... It, no, no. When I got my... I paid $4 for it. No, no. So, no. It's, it's even worse than that. <laughs> Ringing endorsement um, from Steve. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually even worse than that. Because when I got my um, Xbox One X, um, I literally... It came with... It came with one game, and I can't remember, I think it was like Forza Horizon 5 or whichever one was at the time, 4, no, 3, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Um, and I was always like, oh, do you want like a copy of Anthem? And I'm like, oh, how much is it? He's like, nah, like, we just have boxes of this and we can't sell them, so I'm just giving them away. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. And I'm like, and as I was walking out, I was like, how grim does it have to be 
for them to be giving out a game just just because JB Hi-Fi had crates of them out the back. And I played it. It wasn't bad. Um, the flight, the moving your mech suit character around was like sort of pretty fun. And there was no one online, so I could never join a group or anything. But you could tell there was a, there was a lot of half-baked ideas. And they sort of just, oh, this is a good idea. Let's put it in. Uh, oh, that's good enough. See you later. And, and it's, it's, worth, it's worth noting, too. I realize that this is no longer the news section. I, I almost want to just take this in its own sec. I think this is a really, really interesting discussion. But uh, it's worth noting, too. There have been tons of times when a company comes out and says, you know what, this game isn't ready yet. And in almost every time when that's come out, we've said, it's good. Like, like we want studios to do that because we don't want studios to release half-baked shit. The difference is, most of the time when studios get to that point, they're not when they are just on the verge of submitting gold and printing all the yeah, discs. Yeah, they were, they were so confident in this. Yeah, so to backpedal this close to when their initial production line was to go through is a very different position to be in than realizing eight months, a year away launch ahead of time that they just need a bit more time in the oven. So I, I, don't, I don't want this to come across as, you know, whatever we said, I don't remember the last game that said that they announced a delay, but yeah, I, I think it's worth noting the, the timeline here is specifically what makes this one very different in that it looked to be gold ready. And then they say, no, 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 we can fix it to be gold ready in nine months. I think it's fucked. I think, I think it's, already go- it's already too far gone, personally. Yeah, no, I yeah. agree. Yeah, we can all agree. Sweet. Uh, More single player cool. games. <laughs> Um, yeah, he doesn't yeah. agree with that. Uh, on, I'm sorry. The, well, it's funny you mentioned that, actually, uh, Seth, because uh, we have one of the lead designers at Naughty Dog saying that Star Wars Battlefront 3 was, and I'm quoting here, legit incredible, <laughs> <laughs> and that LucasArts cancelling it was, in, air, uh, in quotes again, an absolute crime, which, man, that, that's, that's an endorsement and a half. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moment of silence, we move on. Yeah. <laughs> moment of silence, we move on. <laughs> What do we have next? Ah, this is into a couple quick things. Monster Hunter news. Yuck. Um, uh, okay, well, you're out. Um, so remember when uh, Hillary Clinton stood up and said, Pokemon go hold to on, the polls? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to backpedal to that Battlefront 3 thing. Battlefront 3 is, I think he's talking about, like, original Battlefront. So Yeah, it's the, it's the 2008 one. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just really upset about it. I don't really... Even... <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Did I not no, no, clear? because the way, you, the way you mentioned that, it sounded like you're talking about the EA version of Battlefront, and I was like, yeah, no, those, about, those <laughs> okay. Battlefront 2 I remember launching really badly. I don't remember hearing about Battlefront 3 that they did. So, so what would have been, what, what been, been really funny? Even if that was the case, I was talking about the recent one, Battlefront 2 because of how shit it was. It would have been very easy for it to be legit incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it just had to not be Battlefront they, 2. They get, um, yeah. they get the, uh, the Titanfall developers to make it instead. <laughs> god, they've been pulling so much weight for EA recently. Oh god, yeah. But yeah, no, the, the internal uh, trailer that I'm looking at for Battlefront 3, like on the PS3 and 360, actually looks really good. Oh, it's a fucking shame. Those games were amazing. I'm I mean, probably... I, I have Battlefront 2 somewhere on Steam. The new one or the old one? No, no, old one. Oh, the, the good yeah, one. No, I, I've heard so much good stuff about the old one, I need to play it myself sometime. Shit battles, 10 out of 10. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> it's, I, I, I would say, you know, it's a travesty, it's a crime, blah, 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 but really, what, what else do we expect of EA at this point? So 
even though it's in the context of a game back then, but I'm, I'm not surprised. I feel like EA's always dropped the ball on something. Like, every yeah, year you hear everything. about something EA dropped the ball on. Remember that, yeah, that there's was, a reason why they, they were the most hated company yeah, after many years in a row. My mouth, yeah. they, they won, like, what, two or three Golden Pool Awards back-to-back? And that was, like, like just after, like, global financial crisis as yeah. well. And everyone's like, the banks are bad, but... <laughs> Video games. EA, though. Mm. I think it was because EA was actually, like, killing so many of their developers and um, firing so many people that they got those awards. Like, yeah, it wasn't well, even for the it was just how they treated their employees during a, yeah. Yeah. During a financial crisis. Yeah, they'd buy Maxis, we miss you. Please yeah, come back. Yeah, like the Maxis example. They bought Maxis, made Maxis at gunpoint, put out a shitty game. Oh, man, your game's shitty. We're cancelling you. <laughs> and I'm shocked. Tale as old as time. And everybody was worried that was what was going to happen to Bioware, um, especially shocked after Pikachu Anthem. Face. After Anthem, yeah. yeah. God, that I was, was a worry. Like, no, I don't. Um, we still need... We'd go back to the old days of the Bioware RPGs, but... Oh, where's the Kodor remake? Hey, I'm I'm holding out hope for um the next Mass Effect title. Yeah, hold Dragon Age title as well. Yeah, I, I I honestly I don't know how much hope I'm holding out for given the track record at this yeah, point. but we can hope. You know, yeah, we can ho- hope and cope, as they say. Um, anyway, so as I was saying, uh, remember back when Hillary Clinton said Pokemon go to the polls? Yes. Oh yeah, I remember. Yes, that. I do actually. Yeah. Cool. I wish you didn't remind well, me. Well, <laughs> well, um. Turns out there's been a, a patch for that, and for the next election, uh, she or any other uh, person trying to remain relevant of your choice can now say, um, uh, Monster Hunter, now go vote. I get it. I get it. Because Niantic is making a Monster Hunter game similar to Pokemon Go. Uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. That those uh, those extra reading comprehension lessons really coming in clutch for you there, Seth, aren't yeah, they? No, I'm trying to get rid of all my arms and R's. It's not working <laughs> very well. Um, but but yeah, so um, uh, this was... There we go, I just did like two or three in a row. Um, this is about Niantic, uh, the makers of Pokemon Go, um, as well as just general AR technology for phones, partnering up with Capcom to produce a Monster Hunter-style version, which I have signed up to the... Uh, closed beta four. I have no idea if I'll get in. I hope I do. I also this looks to uh, be. I also signed up for it. This looks to be reasonably fun. Uh, the main concern I have, based on the trailer, is that the combat is very monster huntery, but there seems to be a lot of dodging and evading, which uh, I don't know if anyone else has been doing raids for Pokemon Go or anything. I don't know if it's better now, but back when I used to do them. Uh, the whole dodge mechanic in Pokemon was just was just shit house. Oh, hundred <laughs> like percent. Yeah, you could swipe. You could swipe or do whatever you wanted in your phone, and in the middle of a battle, it would not care. And I really hope that's not the case here, because if it is, this will be a very short lived app on my phone. I, but yeah, I th- uh, at this point, at least, very very excited, very curious. Um, as much as I'd like to have another in depth discussion on an episode that's very close to approaching three hours, I don't think Monster Hunter should be made into a game like this. Like the hold on, let them cook. I can only take you so far. Like the Harry Potter one closed. Transformers one didn't even release. Um, the Pikmin one's apparently not doing too bad. Uh, it seems like they uh, to use an analogy I already used before. They caught lightning in a bottle with Pokemon Go and they're trying to replicate it and they're getting fuck all. So I, I was thinking about that, Steve. I agree with you. But, 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 but. I think if they did 
a Monster Hunter Stories style, that it would work. But how do they do that? That, that does... <sighs> As in, that's not what less of the want. focus. It's a spin-off game. It'd be like saying, oh yeah, instead of Pokemon, in, instead of the main series Pokemon games, you're getting Pokemon Ranger instead. Like it's... Fine. Now that you've said it and I take a second to process it instead of just being unhinged. That does make a lot more sense, actually. Like, you find the monster's egg and you raise them. It could be all right. Yes. Um, but that's essentially yes. Pokemon. Monster Hunter Stories 2 is Pokemon. Yes. Like, Why do you think I think that it works so well on phone? Yeah, all right. Right, now that I'm <laughs> processing it and, and taking a breath cook. and not just being... Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> let, 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 me, let me give you the alternate. Let me give you the alternate. They release regular vanilla Monster Hunter on phone. It goes terribly because it's really hard to, say, dodge, for example, on phone. People don't play it. Now we have nothing. I'd rather have something than nothing. Uh, And also worth calling out, apparently, I only discovered this a few months ago, there was actually a fully-fledged Monster Hunter mobile app only available in Japan that looked absolutely sick, like full sort of native Monster Hunter experience on your phone, including multiplayer. Looked amazing, and they retired it. I think we might have even talked about it when when they did finally retire it, but reason number 4,000 of why I think Japan is is better than... (laughs) than just most places in general. They just have shit like this. Why it was geolocked, no idea. But anyway, that's all I really want to say about Monster Hunter now. I'm keen to see, at least see it, but yeah. No, what, what Steven said is right. I think they've... um, It's one of those things where it's not Niantic doing it, I feel. It's like they, they, got, they were hired guns to do Pokemon Go, and everyone loved that, and it's made bank and now all these developers are like are coming to Niantic and going hey can you do that for us and they're like we'll give it a go we can try we have we're, we're plucky and we've got spirit yeah no I, I, I agree uh, and the, the chaser for the Monster Hunter news uh, Sunbreak title update 5 launched yesterday I don't know what I'm still doing talking to you fucks but uh, cliff notes we have Amatsu rejoining. Amatsu is the Tempest Elder Dragon, which was an absolute pain in the ass in uh, Monster Hunter Generations, so cannot wait to have a showdown Just with that thing again. Just looking at screenshots, it looks like um, it's going it's... to be a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Uh, what has been terrifying is that the trailer that they have released for Title Update 5, uh, oftentimes they spend a little bit of time talking about the, the monster that you're fighting. Uh, Almost the whole trailer is talking about fighting Anamatsu, so uh, this is definitely a big bad Elder Dragon, not just a, a variant or a, a regular kind of uh, mild annoyance monster that they're introducing as part of the title update. So yeah, I'm, I'm legitimately scared of trying to fight Anamatsu solo. We'll see how that goes. I assume it'll be scaled for multiplayer. I'll give it a go anyway. Uh, and then Risen Shigaru Magala which uh, I'm really looking forward to as a fight because I really, really enjoy Shigaru Magala fights. And then a bunch of other sort of quality of life bits. Uh, quests now go up to 300, which is terrifying because, as I say every time we talk about this, I play it mostly solo, and my highest quest rank is 92 or 93, I think. And that's already uh, getting up there in terms of like uh, effort to reward for how difficult level 92 fights are. Uh, because a reminder, at one stage the cap was 100, and now they've tripled it across these three title updates. Yeah, that's kind of insane, actually. Uh, and then, mm, and then the, the the final thing they hinted at the uh, at a new variant coming as part of the June update, which will be the final update. I don't know if they're doing one for May, 
uh, it, uh, I'm, I'm not sure about the, whether there's a May update or not, but uh, they, we have a hint as to what the final monster uh, is going to be in June. Um, my, my first order guess is that it'll be a variant of something like Fatalis, because that seems like the only fitting way to end what's a fantastic uh, rotation of, of uh, DLC through, uh, through Capcom. Thank you very much, Capcom, for free DLC. Uh, love your work. Please this is how you do a live service Actually, game correctly. True. Uh, hang on now. And while I'm while, while while I'm thinking about it, actually, I my guess uh, will be that. Wait, was Melzino? Shit, was Melzino base or Sunbreak? I think Melzino was Sunbreak. Yeah, Vampire Dragon yeah, was yeah. Sunbreak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Mel 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 Melzino was Sunbreak. I suspect the new variant will be a Melzino variant, and that'll be the final one that they do as the monster for Sunbreak. That'll be that'll be their their cat monster. Uh, heard it here first, uh, but that that is that yeah, is my I prediction. Yeah, I could see that happening right. since um, Worlds at near the end added um added the crystal Nogagante. Or was that in Iceborne Vanilla? Uh, there was no crystal Nogagante. I have no clue what you guys. There was here. a Nogagante variant at some point. There was, um, not Alpha, but, uh, Arch-Tempered. There was Arch-Tempered Nagigante. But that was base world. No, I Iceborne. know they added a variant in Iceborne. Oh, Ru Ruiner, Ru Ruinous Nagigante. That's what you're yes, thinking of. That most likely, yes. Yes, yeah, 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 and that was Iceborne, yes. But was that right. yeah. Iceborne Vanilla, or, um, or was that an update? That was part of the... That was base Iceborne, I'm pretty sure, because the final... Yeah, it so, leads yeah, into the that, final no, no, boss. No, that was definitely base, because... Yes, because that, well, you had to be roughly Hunter rank 60 to do, 60 to 80. But the final stuff that they added via DLC, which was things like um, uh, the one that walled Josh, which we always wound him up about. Uh, ah, it's the monster. It's the one that I, I never fight that often. I, um, how, would I, how would we know that? But, the the <laughs> the big the big bad elemental dragon at the end of Monster Hunter Three, the one that has the um, DPS check by instantly killing you if you didn't enough damage to it in Iceborne. What the fuck kind of dumbass monster is that? Yeah. Oh, I'm beating the monster. The oh, hang on a second. No, you are beating me. That's it. Instant KO. Get fucked. <laughs> Bullshit. I know a lot of um a lot the, of the RPG games have bosses that just have DPS checks to go. Oh, you didn't do enough damage. Wipe. Very strange. Uh, shoot. I need to find the name of this because it's really bugging me. Good uh, content. Oh, um, no, not uh, Alatrion. Alatrion. I'm pretty sure it was Alatrion. I, I literally just uh, saw its name on the Monster Hunter Iceborne website. Alatrion and Frostfang Barrier for in version 14.0. Alatrion is the one I was thinking of. Yeah, cool. So Alatrion was the DPS check, and then into Fatalis, which was the greatest way that it could have ended Iceborne, because it was also the greatest armor set. It was a whole big picturesque fight. They, Capcom nailed how to finish the uh, continual updating of Iceborne. They did it perfectly, like just straight perfectly with how they introduced Fatalis, and that was the end of Iceborne, and therefore the end of Monster Hunter World. I really hope Capcom does something similar with Sunbreak. I suspect it will be the variant of Melzino, so it won't be the same fan service as Vitalis. As I say, you heard it here first. I'm good to move on. Anything final from you, sir? No, that's all for me. I haven't played uh, Rise in so long that I don't know if 
I'll actually ever come back to these free updates. I might just wait for the next Monster Hunter game because I feel like once I start this, I'll be burnt out by the time the next game's coming out. Really hurts me that you would say that. Uh, we can skip over Tears of the Kingdom because we already talked about that. That was the story trailer. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 details. Seth, this has you written all over yes. it. Yes, hi, hello. Um, Final Fantasy 16 had that <laughs> what? 20 minute state of play and it was... Absolute it was state of play. absolute state of play in the most positive sense because this game looks fantastic all throughout it. They showed more clips of what the world is like. They showed a couple of things that you can do as side quests and like your little hideout area. A few things from these were already in the packs stuff I talked about last month, but they kind of expanded on them a little more, showing like what the training mode arcade mode would look like some of the characters you'll interact with, one of them literally being named Mid. They showed off more of the combat system and some new, uh, a new summon, uh, summons that we haven't seen before. Like, they finally showed off some Shiva gameplay and they capped off with, like, this really big trailer of uh, the Icon versus Icon battles and how intense they get matching up with things like Asura's Wrath and other massive uh, spectacle games. And yeah, I'm just, if this doesn't win Game of the Year, I'm going to be very surprised. Games aren't out yet. I have eyes to be able to judge things. Well, I mean, you're, you're the, big, the biggest right. <laughs> okay, first, nice. Um, second, the, um, the biggest contender for Game of the Year has been pushed back to February next year. So I think you, I think you got a shot. Starfield's out this year as well, don't forget. RE4 is also out right now, and Spider-Man's coming out, like, September to yeah. November. You haven't played RE4, but... What, watch, watch them put Ragnarok back in here for round <laughs> two Game of the Year as well. Yeah, I don't this want is that. a very contentious year for Game of the Year, but I, I do feel like 16 is a very... The year's not started. What do you mean? The year hasn't started yet. Let, let him cook. We're four months into the year, almost onto the fifth. The year started four months ago. Yeah, I'm saying let him cook. But yeah, no, this is a this is a stacked year anyway. RE4, Tears of the Kingdom, 16, Starfield, if you're into that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, very keen. I I just I just recommend going to go watch this because there's so much stuff here. We've we've already been talking a lot, and I just don't want to do a play-by-play of what they showed. But everything they showed is really fucking good. The music is fantastic all throughout the uh, the presentation and just it seems like this uh, presentation sold a lot of people on the game. And I, I, can, I can leave this state of play going, yep, I don't need to see anything else with Final Fantasy 16. I'm absolutely sold on this game. Yeah, cool. Um, speaking of not wanting to go through a play-by-play of everything they talked about, um, does anyone have the uh, Spark Notes version of what they found interesting in Nintendo's uh, April 2023 Indie World? I thought World Drift of the Dancer looks neat. Yes. But the big, yes. but the big thing for me is that they put a release date out for um, uh, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, baby! It, it's coming Whee! out 18th of August. I am so down for that game. Yes, that is very cool. Uh, for those that don't know, I don't believe we've spoken about on this because news has been non-existent. Uh, that game is a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio uh, and hopefully it takes inspiration from Jet Set Radio Future. Um, I it believe has... it's taking inspiration from Future. Mwah, fantastic, amazing game. I think they also got the composer for the Jet Set Radio games to come in and do music for this uh, game. Hi- like Hideki Naguma, they do. He's in. 
Um, the that first trailer they released like two years ago had a backtrack that was made by him and that's confirmed. That's right, his, it did. Uh, like from day one, they said, "Yep, we just got uh, him." Fantastic! Cannot wait for this game. I um, I love the additional uh, thing of like it's not just rollerblades in this. There's skateboards and bikes and other sort of uh, um extreme sports, I guess vehicles <laughs> in a sense. Yeah. I don't think they uh, officially announced any other versions. The Switch and PC version are coming out 18th of August, and the other versions of the game will be coming out within a week or two if there's no weird um, console-specific issues that yeah, pop that's, up. That's strange. Hopefully it comes to Game Pass. Um, but yeah, that's, that's very cool. And also as well, we should say for uh, this Nintendo world, um, our, everyone's favorite content creator... I'm censoring um, that. Good, do it. Uh, he, uh, he, we all know that he uh, started up a game studio last year and announced it to uh, various degrees of acceptance within the gamer community. Uh, Big Mode Games, I think is what it's called. Uh, and uh, a couple yeah. months ago, he announced that the first game that they were going to publish is called Animal Well. Um, and then has been announced. It's coming out uh, next, early next year, I believe. It does look very funny, but it, I, I yeah, this, I, I remind you, you guys are more terminally online than what I am. Um, has any content creator gone on to make a, a video game publishing thing and then been successful or at all? I Not that I'm anything. aware of. Huh. Well, that's what happens with this. There are, there are, uh, it's kind of hard to say because the, the stop, like, there's, um, uh, PewDiePie and H3H3 and a couple other content creators have had games, but the games have been made by a third yeah. party about them. So it's not really the same thing. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, in terms of like actually just from a commercial sense, a content creator being a commercial director for that sort of thing, I don't know. I, I can't think of any. I'm sure, I'm sure it's happened. I just can't think of any. But yeah. Um, also want to call out uh, Free Cult of the Lamb DLC. Uh, I will be picking it up and and uh, playing oh, yeah, around with it. Right. I'm yeah. also yeah. sort of preparing it, but do you have anything you want to say about there? Rifts of the Necro uh, Dancer? No, no, no. I'm I'm just yeah. I'm just stoked that it's there. Um, I I'm looking at that with with interest. Yeah. Um, something I heard on another <laughs> is that missed opportunity to call it Riff of I'm the Necro Dancer. Yeah, true. But yeah, no that that looks pretty fun as well. It's a it's a free lane rhythm game, more based on, um, like Guitar Hero type of stuff, but doing it in an action setting. So just mm. just to give people an idea of what the game is. And uh, anything more from you on this, Steve? Otherwise, we'll move on. Nah. Uh, uh, as much as I don't like list episodes, I don't care for any of this stuff. Yeah, there's the Shovel Knight yep. Dungeon uh, DLC yep. pack, but don't care. I haven't played that. I it kind of passed me by, but. That's neat that Shovel Knight stuff's still expanding. I do need to play more. Oh, Steve, um, you, you don't like list episodes? Give me three reasons. Yeah, good one. Um, no, there you go. That's why. Uh, I just don't really play that many indies. And it, I should, though. I should. They are pioneering the genre. The uh, avant-garde of video games, some might say. Some might. Uh, speaking of what people would say about video games, uh, Seth, what would some might say about uh, Street Fighter 6? Street Fighter 6 looks really good. Uh, Lil Wayne approves of it because he presented it on 420. Uh. Um, so can you fight Lil Wayne? He, he says maybe we can, but I doubt it. 
<laughs> I very much no. doubt he'll go online and play this game. But yeah, no. Uh, oh no, I just meant in real oh, life. Oh, in real no, life, I, I guess um, in the game as well. He, maybe. If if you want to try and take on Wheezy, you can. All all fun and games until he hurdukens uh, me across the stage. Hits you with the Shoryuken, breaks your jaw. <laughs> and yeah, no, they it's did a um. 20 to 30 minute presentation showing off more of the single player stuff because they've been very lacking in showing what that looks like. And it's really interesting. They're doing like a big world tour sort of thing where you go around these, um, these maps and areas of the Street Fighter world and just interact with other characters, get your creator character to level up and actually do what his title is called and fight in the streets. It meets all the main characters and learn their stories and what's happening with them. It's just kind of like a really fun looking mode that's uh, adventure mode sort of thing that a lot of um, fighting games kind of lack with having really interesting single player modes. It's it's interesting that you say that because it like it it doesn't look like you fight that many streets at all. And if anything, from what I've seen, you're more likely to fight various kitchen appliances. No, no, I said you fight on the streets, not fighting the streets themselves. <laughs> What about fighting in the sheets? Now, now you keep it in your pants, Mister. That's that's uh, that's episode, episode sixty-nine. Yeah, that's episode seventy material right there. Nice. And yeah, they also show that you can take your created character and fight in a specific online mode where you take your freaks to fight other people's freaks, and <laughs> and it gets real weird real quick in that mode. You're just you're skipping the part where there's where there's the possibility that someone isn't a degenerate online, and you're like, no, no, everyone's a freak now. Yeah, no, everyone's just making freaks. I played that beta. I know how it goes. You either, people either <laughs> just go with the default character, or they make a freak. There's no in between. As a default character creator, yes, I create myself insert, and that's it. The default character, <laughs> the widest man you know. Yes. Man, I stuck out in Wolong. And they also showed off other things like there is indeed going to be an arcade mode because that was severely lacking in Street Fighter V. A King of Fighters style mode where you take teams of characters. Um, you can get up to five characters in a team layout and go either match by match against each other or um, round by round. Uh, showed off a little bit more of the extreme rules conditions, which are just like little mini game versions of to not just have the standard one-on-one -on -one fighting game modes there. There's, like, different rule sets to make the game more interesting for parties. And, yeah, they also announced the four DLC characters that are going to be coming out within the first year. They showed Rashid, Aki, Ed, and Akuma, which we all knew because of the leak uh, earlier this year, I think. No, it was, that it was last year, actually. We've known about all the characters going to be in the first year of this game for... Basically, since the game was announced. Isn't that pretty sad that they've already announced DLC and the game's not even out yet? Like, four DLCs on day one DLC. It's like, oh, hey, more characters are coming. Like, we've made them. They're just not out yet. We, Very strange. It's, it's just kind of the thing with um, fighting games at this point that we know there's a season pass. I hate DLC. No more DLC. <laughs> Simply release your game in uh, complete or I will buy it in 10 years time uh, in 80%. Yeah, that's... That's kind of how fighting games go, honestly. You either buy the game at the end of its life with all the characters, or you buy it up front and go along with the drip feed of characters because they're going to keep continuing it until the game is, for all intents and purposes, dead to the company and they're moving on to the next one. 
But yeah, mm. they announced Rashid's coming summer 2023. Uh, Aki is a new character coming fall 2023. Ed's going to be winter 2024. And Akuma is going to be spring 2024. Right. And that, that about wraps up the Street Fighter news. Yeah, cool. No, sorry, I just wasn't sure. <laughs> um, sweet. Oh, oh well, sorry. One, one, one more thing. They- well, uh, oh, Fuck right, me. Come on, man. You literally had the, you literally just commuted his mic. I even gave you the couple seconds of pause as well for this specific thing. I know, it slips my mind. There's a demo out right now where you can play a little bit of the adventure mode and there's also a, um, a brief offline mode, but the only uh, characters available to play offline are Luke and Ryu. And that's it. For, for real this time, that's it. Seth, I'm, I'm on my hands. I'm, I'm on Steve's hands and knees be- begging you. Is, is this it? This, this is indeed it. You may, you may proceed to end the episode. All right. Well, uh, not only does that round, I'm using the same segue. Actually, hold on. There's one more thing. (laughs) Seth's adopted. Um, Anyway. Finally. (laughs) Finally, the truth comes out. Uh, Was there actually one more thing or is that? No, no, no. That's just me being an asshole. Thank God. Sweet. Thought so. Just double checking. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) this in front of my 69th episode, really? Um, uh, not only does that round out Street Fighter 6 news, that also rounds out the news, n- news, fuck the, the news, the news section, anyway, fuck you, anyway, um, uh, and, and with that, uh, we come to the end of episode 69, uh, if, nice. if, if you, nice, Steve say nice, nice. yeah, there we go, um, uh, yeah, 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 cook. um, let him come, uh, <laughs> 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 oh boy, I could now um, if you have enjoyed listening to, uh, feel free to give us a, a like, a follow, a subscription, if you can, on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out and brings us one step closer to being the preferred Krispy Kreme sponsored, but probably not on like a legal basis. Um, podcast. You really want a donut glazed? I just, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, uh, Krispy Kreme sponsored podcast for, um, for gaming and, and, and pop culture content. You're also free to get in touch. We, we read uh, all, all comments and, and questions, uh, specifically the ones that personally attack Steve. Those are the ones that Seth and I laugh about. Feel free Please to get in touch. We're, <laughs> we're on, don't uh, worry, Facebook. we've never put them on the docket just to spare your feelings, but we see them and laugh about them behind your oh, back. Oh, yeah, no, there, there's several group chats. Um, uh, we're on Facebook. Yeah, at, it's good. At, it's at, very at cool. Fast it's just what I need to hear. Just what I wanted to hear. Twitter at Fast Travel Lounge <laughs> minus one of the L's. Uh, as well as good old, good old, good old Gmail mailbag, Lounge at gmail.com. Uh, but uh, I don't think we're going to end up cliffhangering episode 70. God, this episode's gone on for a while. So um, thank you for listening. And uh, until then, I've been, uh, until next time, I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth and Steve. Uh, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Happy birthday, safe sex. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy.